0: What has been the most challenging project that you've ever worked on?
1: To be honest, like Vin Diesel with the men's health cover, that was a very stressful shoot. And I was like, I was about to shut down. Like, I don't shut down easily.
2: I'm getting stressed listening and to was, this right I almost now. I almost had a heart <laughs> attack.
1: Being a professional is not only like taking really good photos. Like, that, not that's not being a professional. Previous Prime campaign that I did. Working with Logan and KSI, is like, they have a very fast pace. It's very interesting to see the progression of AI right now because like everyone is like oh like It's gonna take our jobs, like blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but like, we like to work with people. And if you see me in shoots, I have have the R5, the Canon digital. I have the Blackmagic. I have the B10 flash. I have the small flash. I, for real, carry everything from five to 10 cameras. Oh, Oh, yes, this is it.
2: (laughs) This is the one I look at that. Let's fucking. Are you ready? This, baby. Three, two, one. Go.
0: Man, what a day is it today. We're out for
2: another episode of the podcast. Episode number 19. 19. Oh my fucking God. Episode number 19. And I'm super excited today because we've been waiting for this episode for a very, very long time.
0: Yes, for two reasons. Number one, because we have a dope fucking guest. And number two, because we heard about the statistic that if you go past like 20 episodes, you're probably in the top 1% of the podcast because (laughs) people usually stop. Before 20 episodes. So, just a fun statistic for you. And there's also another thing about statistics. Apparently, 90% of statistics are false. So, like, you know, (laughs) they're like, I don't know how true this is, but I'm just happy that we're here, not just because we're pumped about doing this, but also because you guys have been very supportive. Podcasts are known for their slow growth because it doesn't, you know, it, it, it takes effort for a lot of people to listen to an hour-long piece of content when there's like five-second TikToks that we are also, you know, watching and creating. So we just want to say a big thank you to every single one of you guys who've watched every single episode up until today. And we are going to continue to bring you cooler and doper and more, you know, uh, more more inspiring guests who are going to just share their journey with you. But before we get into our guests of today, we are coming off of a high yesterday which was the apple keynote
2: i we, think it blew everybody's mind the price and the features at the same time
0: everything right it was crazy we'll talk about that a little bit later on but just wanted to let you guys know if you guys missed out on the announcement we had sort of like a review on just the headset that they announced that we uploaded last night so if you missed out on it make sure you guys check it out but farad
2: without further ado let's shall go we? bro let's go let's introduce our guest all right don't you
0: take another us? sip of coffee because let's we need go. to get ready for this let's go Mm. Oh, we're Let's good? Go. Yeah. All right. Okay, everybody, buckle up. Get ready because our guest today has seen more of the world through the camera lens than most of us will ever in our entire lives. He's toured, traveled, and shot every artist and celebrity that you can name. Logan and KSI, Smokers, Cara Delvin, Swedish House Mafia, Smokers I mentioned, Skrillex, Justin Bieber, you name it. He's worked with them. He's traveled so much that I think he actually has more air miles than Santa Claus himself. I'm not joking about that. He also has his own creative line called Basic. He's the world-famous Norwegian multi-dimensional artist, photographer, creative director, filmmaker, event producer, digital consultant and probably 10,000 other titles I can put there and it still wouldn't be enough everybody please welcome Olaf
2: my
1: man how are you doing? How are you doing bro? I'm very well thank you so much for having me
2: Dude I think that we went through the intro, I was super impressed, man, with all the things that you have done. We've been following you on the social media this past month. I think has been really, really crazy for you. For those who are listening, we've been planning this podcast for a very, very long time. And it is almost impossible to get Olaf in his house to get one hour from him to talk to him.
1: <laughs> no, we started talking about this podcast literally like when, uh, way before you guys started doing the podcast too. So yeah, it's just like, exactly. I feel like us merging merging in the, into this and actually doing this is uh i mean it's the perfect timing for everything so but thank you for the intro it's uh, i mean it's like uh yeah it's it's kind of like obviously obviously hearing somebody else saying stuff about you is just always i just never really get used to it but i really appreciate the words
2: <laughs>
1: man everything but it is true said- though i like yeah. it is true. It is true. <laughs> It
0: is true, though I am great. I know it. <laughs>
1: you didn't say that I was great. You just said you just said that I was. you know, Well, let me the world let me and, let me rephrase and, and, and working add the, with the word a bunch of names, which is, which we, is true. let
0: me let me just then add to the intro. We think you're fucking great because honestly, just looking at your Instagram, which we assume is like your resume, right? Like I, I would say it's the easiest way to look at your work, right? Just looking at your Instagram. You evoke such sense of. FOMO and jealousy for everybody because your life, going through all these events, right? People live dull lives, and I'm talking about like myself when I was younger. Like I didn't move much, right? I didn't go and do much. And you, from
2: such a young fucking like starting from snowboarding, go all the way like extreme sports, music, like different industries. It's really crazy everywhere. Olaf,
0: can you connect the dots for us? How does an 11-year-old Norwegian kid pick up a camera and start with the snowboarding scene and end up here?
1: Yeah, it was. it's actually kind of been like a crazy, um, you know, journey in general, but it's actually been a kind of crazy couple months for me. Just like it's a kind of a perfect timing to like do this podcast too, because like I was updating my website, like my actual portfolio. As you said, like Instagram is obviously a good indication of what I'm actually doing, but you know, actually doing my website, which is like the old school now, like old school way of doing things. But you know, I was just kind of filling in the blanks where you know, I just haven't updated my stuff in a very long time, because I've been moving too fast. And you know, it's it is crazy to see what I've been doing. Like, you know, I'm I'm really patting myself on the on the back. And I will probably talk about it like, you know, a little more down the lane in this podcast as well. Like, But I I really feel like I've made it like for the stuff that I said that I was going to do when I was like 17, like when I quit school, like that was like, this is it. Like, this is actually that like word by word, like what I told myself to do. So it is it's been like a super humbling, like couple of months just to kind of like reach kind of like some kind of checkpoint and obviously like you know, back to your question, like how I kind of got here. It just, you know, it's 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 so many crazy like small, you know, uh, situations and events and decisions and it's like it's you know, it's it's either for you guys or me, you know, it doesn't matter. Like we know what we have done better than anyone because we know all these small things that, you know, it doesn't matter if you were my, you know, best friend or my, you know, Dad, or you know that wasn't you know you, you don't know all these small things that I have done up until like all the sleepless nights all the emails like all the traveling all the you know all the it's just like tiny things and even though you kind of know you just don't know so it's kind of been like resonating um and just kind of going through that journey in my head as well like you know all these small things but obviously the big things that's been getting me to the big checkpoints, like working with the people I always want, wanted to work with, or the travels or the stuff that I've seen. So yeah, it's uh, like, yeah, it was like started when I was like 11, you know, so it's been, you know, 11, uh, 20, it's 20 years now, actually, it, I think it's like 20, 20 year anniversary, like from like me, like starting to, you know, really shoot photos. Um, and I actually have like my first photos that I shot of, you know, like, you know, actually went out to shoot as well, like skateboarding. Um, and, you know, it's like, it's literally millions of photos, like millions of millions of photos, it's not something that I just say, like, it's actually millions of clicks um, that I've done, you know, up until this point. And that obviously comes down to like, you know, you kind of start to remember how much work you have to put into get to get really good at something, you know, it's just like, mm-hmm. you kind of. You, you can't take that for granted. It's just like it's just how it is. It takes time. So mm-hmm. for me, it's just been taking my time, which is the most important time. It's like everything to its time a lot of times there. But mm-hmm. it's like I wouldn't I wouldn't be I would, wouldn't want to be in the position that I am now if it wasn't for the 20 years like for me, mm-hmm. like even though I spent 10 years and got to that point it would like it would it's not my time if that makes sense like you Mm -hmm. know i'm not saying that it's something bad of like blowing up or like you know getting that one shoot that just you know takes you everywhere but i never really had that it's just like kind of very continuous work up until you know now that it's just been by building my depth and and you know balance and you know resume or you know it's like all the background and and uh substance that I have, like in my turf and like, you know, when you're talking about all these titles and what I do and stuff like that, it's just it's all sidetracked from this one thing. It's just like, you know, my wish, you know, my eye, my my taste, my, you know, my world in general. It's like how I can apply that to other things than photography as well. So I don't know, like I could take the whole timeline of like how I got here, but you know, like to, to take kind of like the short story and then we can like pinpoint other things. And it's, um, you know, yeah, like you mentioned, like I started with snowboarding and snowboarding and skateboarding was like, you know, what I was around when I was a kid, like 11, 12, 13 and 13. I kind of like started to take it seriously and bought my first like real camera. Um, and that was like my my big like, OK, I'm doing this like this is something that I really, really like because, you know, I, you you save up to buy camera like, you know, I, I bought a Canon 350D, you know, and I didn't get the standard lens. I, you know, researched for for weeks and weeks and, you know, probably months to like get the <laughs> 17 to 70 lens. That was like a little better than the 18 to 55. Um, and uh, I started just shooting everything like literally every single day. And that again to sidetrack, like what you are, what you guys are doing now. It's like, it literally brings me back to that. Just like you guys are doing something and you're creating something every single day, which is like to be in like the age, I'm not saying you guys are old, but it's like when you're (laughs) so young, when you're like 13 or like 15 or like 18, for example, like you have like a different, it's a different drive and a different like playfulness. But you, if you can find back to that when you're like older, kind of like you guys do, it's like you will get really good at something really fast, like you will get to, you know, you will break down those like small or bigger, I would say bigger boundaries or bigger doors um, that kind of takes you on to like the next chapter really fast, because that's the hardest part, like to get a, you know, to go from sucking at something to kind of like, okay that's, that's the hardest part from okay, to really good. That's like, that's easier, because you're already like, mm-hmm. you know, you're not you're not, you know, you don't suck at something like and sucking at something like that, that brings down our, you know, ego, and you know, our, our mental game, like all these like things. Um, it's just kind of plays a bigger part in, in in our journey in that sense. So that's what I'm saying, like, I was very unfortunate to do that very, very young because I didn't have any uh, pressure from the, you know, money, like making money or like, you know, doing anything else. I was just doing sports, taking photos, you know, going snowboarding, escaping with my friends. And that was like, you know, it was like a, a, obviously a blessing of like getting into something that I really liked that early. So I just continued to shoot photos and like, like then from there on to whatever next checkpoint is just like literally just me going out and shooting my friends, snowboarding like as much as I possibly could. So, um, I've just, you know, obviously focusing on the action sports scene, which I like, you know, loved. And then, uh, when I quit school, when I was 17, I went one year of high school. And then I said, like, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm wasting my time. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm very fortunate to you know have a been in that mindset to just like stay on my ground and just like trust myself and I talk about this a lot and it's like trusting your actual instinct like your base of like you know the instinct usually comes like let's say you get asked to do something and you kind of already decided in like a second like and after that second you start to like filter in other things and you start to like think about like, oh, should I do this or that? It's like, no, you usually know very like fast, like what you actually want to do. And that's kind of like I stuck with that feeling. And then, you know, it was a lot of back and forth, obviously with parents at school and stuff. But after the first year of high school, like, you know, I quit. I was just gaming, you know, anyways, I was just like, you know, I was just showing up whenever I wanted to. At any given point, I just like, I really, I really did not give a fuck about when, you know, I was like showing up to school. I was like, oh, I'll, I'm already super late. I'll just come in the lunch anyways. Like, so it's like, smoother <laughs> to just like, walk in, you know? So, and then we were just, you know, staying up late at night. We're going on, on like night missions. We had like, uh, you know, we had lights. We had the uh, working lights you buy at like the hardware store. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, um, transmitter like transmitters, like, uh, or uh, you know, the gas powered electricity yep. box. Do you call it transmitter? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. so yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> going up on those missions, and that like usually was super late because we, you know, we were doing something illegal, so we had to do it at <laughs> night, and then you know, I slept all day, and then school, so that's cool, so. Um, but I quit school after the first year of high school and then I just started traveling. And then ever since that, the first year I quit school, I had 250 travel days, like when I was 18 wow. years old. So it it's kind of like showed just like how much that was kind of holding me back of just like, you know, just being in school. I was like, oh, I could have done this like all along, but again, everything to its time. And it was like a perfect timing and just like. It was such a boost. It was such a like a crazy freedom. I wish I was like vlogging at that time, because like, you know, I'm trying to like, you know, find back to what I was like thinking that. But it was just like such a like, you know, now I can do literally whatever the fuck I want. I can wake up and do exactly what I want. So that was like obviously a super boost. And then getting the publications, getting my photos more published. Actually, I got my first published when I was 13. When I yeah, that's the, camera. That's, that's the a fucking must,
0: crazy uh, part, yeah. When, when
1: was the first time someone
2: <laughs> but, told you that, when was the first time someone told you that, hey, you can do this as a career or as a profession, like you will get paid for the thing that you're doing? Was it yourself? That's, like,
1: a, I- that's a, Yeah, that's the thing. It's just like, you know, I had one example in front of me, which was Stola Sandbeck, a, a pro snowboarder, one of the greatest ever been. Uh, his brother... Um, Frodo Sambeck was like one of the greatest snowboard photographers out there. Uh, and he was like, you know, living off shooting, snowboarding and having that, you know, we were living literally like 50 meters, like hundred feet from each other. Um, and I had that in front of me very early on. So I knew that it was like, that was like something, but again, when you're that young too, you don't really like think you don't need anything. Like you don't need money. Like Mm -hmm. you don't need, like you like me getting paid like 150 bucks for like literally an ad. Like I literally sold my photos to like an ad as a snowboard brand and got like 150 bucks. You know, it got ripped <laughs> off for sure. But it's like <laughs> 150 bucks is, is sick, you know? But That's you were exactly happy as a kid.
2: You don't give a fuck. Yeah, as
0: you're a kid, if someone
2: gives you 150, I'm like, goddamn. Dude, dude you. you work a year for 150.
0: <laughs> like that shit is a luxury. Money's a luxury when you're a kid. It's not like a necessity essentially. So good.
1: I know, exactly. So it's like, you know, I can buy like 10 sodas and, you know, a couple <laughs> sandwiches like when I'm out traveling or whatever, you know, it's like sick. Um, so that was like obviously a perfect timing for everything because like um, when I was working, I was actually getting hired for stuff too. So they, you know, covered my travel and, you know, got me places to stay. Like I was obviously sleeping a lot of like couches, but you know, I would had somewhere to stay, and then um, you know, lift passes, you know, like shit like that. So we always had like, as long as I got stuff covered, I don't, I, you know, I didn't care, you know. Mm-hmm. So you know, I got more and more jobs, just you know, and then. Get a little older and you, you know, want more money or you want to go party. You don't want to, you know, you want to do certain things. And obviously for my case, like I wanted to get more camera gear, obviously, which is like the biggest rabbit hole of, uh, you know, <laughs> the entire universe. Um, <laughs> but I, I also was working for a couple like publications or like website and stuff that I was doing so much work. Uh, and they couldn't pay me because I didn't have my company up. So basically they like summered it up. And then, and when I got to a certain point, it was like 50 bucks, like per like picture series, or like, you know, for a whole day of work, that was like 50 bucks almost, you know, so, um, I was doing so many of this and because I was shooting so much, so they added it up and then basically, um, uh, bought me a lens, you know, for that you know, that I've been working up against, you know, so, and I always like, I remember like, I got, this is kind of a little more like down the lane though. This is like, I'm kind of jumping a little ahead, but I I remember I got a a hundred millimeter call size, call size. Yeah. It was like the sharpest lens, like in the entire world. It was like crazy lens, like getting that, it was like a lens that I wanted. The holy grail of lenses at the time. I mean it was like crazy and i worked like i worked like a you know six months like literally to like you know get enough credit to mm. buy that like through whoever i was working for so that was like a crazy like a new i feel like you know getting my first camera getting my first like crazy lens is like all these is like obviously checkpoints but there's a lot of other stuff in between like you know i became senior photographer for onboard magazine which was like, you know, one of the dopest magazines in Europe, like snowboarding uh, and like being senior photographer. And I was like 19. (laughs) You're a junior, (laughs) but you're the
0: senior (laughs) photographer over there.
1: Super dope. So it's like, you know, and as well as that, you know, I, I got to snowboard with my friends. I You know, I got to, I literally just traveled with my friends and dope people like on top of that. So it was you know, I wish I could like narrow down even more, like in the sense of memories of what I felt like at that time. But, you know, you, I was so hungry, like, you know, I, a tunnel vision, but in a good way. Um, it was just like creating a new life for myself, which was like amazing. And nobody around me didn't, you know, know anything about it, other than the people that I obviously traveled with. Because like, when I was talking to friends at school, or like, whoever, like, They didn't, you know, they couldn't resonate to what I was doing. So it was always like, you know, it was lonely in the sense of me traveling just by myself and jumping from like places to place. But I was traveling with friends along, you know, on a lot of these travels that kind of like, you know, kept me grounded Um, again, super fortunate, fortunate to like, you know, have a really good family that always like kept me grounded, grounded on top of that, too, and super supporting parents which is like, you know, a lot of people doesn't have that. Um, That's people, a blessing, you know, for still sure. Stay in, people st- still still, you know, stay in school because of their parents, you know, and they're like, we're supposed to do something else. So, you know, I, I get how strong that connection is and like that bond or like that opinion um, come across, like when you were, you know, obviously have parents ab- above you saying something like that, but it's like, you know, Again, my parents was it was a lot of back and forth, like trying to convince them. But when I really like, you know, they saw that this is what I actually wanted to do, they were like really supportive. So uh, I would never have been where I was if it wasn't for in the first place, my friends that, you know, we kind of took me into it, which was snowboarding and we were just having fun and creating, you know, our journey together. And then on top of that, my parents that, you know, kept me on a good path in general, because being exposed for all that stuff that early on too. And I mean, snowboarding scene is incredible. It doesn't matter which age you are. Like, it doesn't matter, like, you know, who you are or whatever, like everyone is the same type of thing. But obviously on top of that, it's like a lot of older friends, like, you know, are partying and like, you know, you're around drugs early on. And it's just like all these things. And, you know, it can it can go in a certain direction. I mean, you have seen that in anything like you know very very early on so you kind of get exposed to it but you maybe get exposed to it like in a healthy way because it's actually a healthy environment mm-hmm. with that being said i've never done drugs so it's like <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. disclaimer uh, thanks yeah. for clarifying I guess. <laughs> I mean, okay
1: yeah
0: i think that and it's uh, it's hard because you're literally in the scenes that probably a lot of people consume drugs in and 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 we're talking about like the party scene. Like you're going to all these raves and all that. But you're working there, so it's understandable. But I don't want to actually talk about the drugs. I actually want to talk about everything you just mentioned. One thing I just want to take note of, and i it's not a question, is what you mentioned very early on. You mentioned something about time, that what you have right now, if anybody's looking up to you on your Instagram or even listening to you right now on this podcast – You just mentioned that there was not a single point where you sort of broke out and that that one thing made you famous, that one thing made you. It's literal grind every single day, clicking that fucking button every single day since you were a child up until today, still not giving up, still going and traveling almost for the majority of the year and working your ass off. That is the reason why you're here today, not because of luck, not because of you know someone posting you and making you famous you and the- tagging you. It's purely you, hard work and passion every single fucking day. And I just want to take note of that because so many people want to take shortcuts. So many people want to find ways to uh, get to you know the end. But the, the, the truth is there is no end. It's all about that everyday process and you enjoying that everyday process. There's no end. And I, I just wanted to say I love I love that story about you. Um Fao, what do you No,
2: like and what he mentioned about working hard it's it really resonates with me and of course with Pharaohs because I can I can feel it when I look at your story I can I can see it sometimes it's late at night you're you putting pain in your eyes I can <laughs> see pain and pleasure at the same time and I rarely see that in people's eyes like because I feel that myself yeah so when I see someone feeling the same thing I can immediately say that like this guy is going through a lot now he's tired but he likes what he's doing so yes. so. But he, he
0: cannot be doing what he's doing if he doesn't like it. if yeah. he doesn't like it if he doesn't love it. But I can see the pain still. Like after <laughs> the like thing. the after like twelve hours shows, you're just like fucking your head down. <laughs> you're taking a selfie on Instagram. I'm like I I can see the pain. But again, you love what you do, super, so you, you keep super, going.
1: It's yeah, yeah. It's super interesting. when like you know this you know when you talk about um, if you really enjoy something, you know it's like it, it's um, I always bring up this example, but it's like you have, you know, five runners, and they're all like in in really good shape. They're their best running shape ever. Like they're all fucking fast. Mm. It was like, the one guy that is really, really passionate and loves running, like he wakes up and loves running, like he can't think about anything else than running, he will win, like he will be the fastest because like, it's our physical and like, you know, our being or our capabilities or skills can only kind of take us that far and then like the mental game kind of takes over and then you Mm -hmm. know it's kind of like you know or another example like you're in the ring or like you know you're ufc or whatever like whoever wants that the most like will usually get on top obviously there's like a lot of skills involved but the mental game is like so; it's so dominant when it comes to this like thing. And I, I don't, I'm not gonna like uh, force that upon like creativeness, you know, like it, because that is like a very, it, it's like could be a super slow process. It could be like you know, it, it's so it's it's crazy. Individuals and it's not sport, like it, you know. So it's the example is not goes the great, uh, the best. But when we are talking about like the the willingness to do something like if you want it enough like you will get it like it's just it's just how it is like but it's so true it's not about like it's not about like wanting. it's just like when you try to explain something like that we as we maybe can like resonate to like whoever's been there and like basically like you call it you know people call it manifesting it i yeah. like i agree to that but it's like it's just it's this it's just like whole being around something like mm-hmm. you have this thing and you just like you just you're not even holding on I love to love just like it's it's just in you you know it's just like yeah. oh like this is already mine like i'm mm-hmm. just like going out and like doing this and it's not about like taking it from somebody else or whatever it's just like literally Collecting what's your like, what's what's yours. It's your world. It's your universe, and that's the same as like all these like you know the real greats. It's been they talk about this you know the same stuff, and I really like. I'm not saying that I'm the greats you know at all, but I I tapped into these things along my journey, and like let's say you know Justin Bieber is you know it's an example for me. It's like I started to like think about like oh I want to work with Justin Bieber is he's the biggest like obviously like I want the biggest like I have a tunnel vision on what I do and I want to like show that I'm like I can be good enough and I can navigate through you know whatever I have to to get to that and like, obviously that is like a verification that you are doing something good because you're working with you know one of the best so it's like it's one of those like things that I like constantly kind of you know was doing moves or working towards but it's like it's funny when you make something a part of you because you do all these subconsciously decisions along the way do you actually don't even know that you're like taking a step towards what you want it is a really interesting process when we do these unconsciously choices and and make these decisions up until you know we get what we want because like if we If we make it a part of us, like, we do that. If you don't, like, can get to the point that you're actually making it a part of you, um, you, like, you will constantly maybe try too hard, if that makes sense. It's, like, you were constantly trying to force your, you know, yourself upon these, like, goals or situations. Like, let's say you meet somebody at a, you know, event or whatever. Like, oh, he knows Justin Bieber. I should go up and say hi. Maybe that's not the right choice. Like, Mm -hmm. you will know. And it's, like, based off instinct. And it's, like, this, like, everything to its time type of thing. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, a combination of this, like, organic flow that just, like, kind of takes you to your destination without even you knowing it. And that's obviously on top of, like, hard work and dedication and all these, like, cliché things. But it's, like, if you work hard and you're a good person, and you treat everyone right, and then you have made this goal a part of you, it's like, you will automatically just kind of, and then you're there, like you will. Dude, dude,
2: dude, dude I want there's, to there's,
1: there's, there's no doubt, this just yeah. how it is.
2: I couldn't, okay, I wanna to move to New York, and I only wanna hang out with Olaf, I love this mindset, and I know it works, 100% it yeah. works. You know what's the fucking crazy thing? What you just mentioned, it is exactly
0: how we live our life and exactly how we think anybody who is successful tries to live their life. And let me let me just clarify what I'm talking about. When you want to achieve something, as long as you actively seek that thing, like actively, it has to be, like you said, something that you breathe in and you breathe out every single day. For you, let's say that's taking the best photos, telling the best stories or, or filming something that – can evoke an emotion in people, right? That that's for you, for example. For us, that's right now in today is educating and entertaining through the piece of content that we put out. And for today, now that is like you know, Unreal Engine related and all that. But what I'm trying to say is when you actively look for these things every single day, it just like you said, the unconscious decisions sort of drive you, sort of like push you, like a pinball game, you know, into the direction that you're supposed to go. So the only, the only thing is people have to be doing that. They have to be doing this every single day. That's why we started the every single day concept because when you do that, it just speeds up the whole process and you will see that direction sort of taking, taking its way towards your goal. And I, again, I, I just love mm-hmm. everything you said, but you do have to put every ounce of your soul into it. There was this great video Farhad showed me and the guy was saying, are you willing to essentially take and sacrifice a part of your soul Or even the entire thing to achieve what you want. Because truly, when you become Olaf today, you've given your soul to your craft, right? Like you mentioned, the the 200 days out of 365 traveling, you could have done other things. You could have had picnics with your friends and buddies. But you decided to give your soul to your craft, which is your dream, to achieve what you want to achieve. And as long as you want it that bad you were going to get to the stages you have gotten to which is why all the long ass titles we mentioned in your introduction it's all just proof for you like you mentioned for the 11 year old olaf who wanted to achieve these things right now just looking back you've you've done it and i just want to say like really you've done a fucking marvelous job man like everything <laughs> you've done is is such great work and we we respect everything you do um i have a question for you um and that is Thank you. Something you mentioned in another podcast, actually. You said the more yourself you are, the more you're praised for it, right? How do you think that translates to the creative culture today where copying trends literally is rewarded on social platforms?
1: Yeah, it's like, I mean, we see it all the time now. It's like harder to not get influenced by what's around us, you know. It's like, it's nothing wrong with being influenced of what's around you if that's like, you know, good, dope friends, for example. But we're having a lot of distractions on the way, which is like taking at us in directions that it might not be the most authentic way. And that's, that can resonate into w- what we just talked about too, because like his vision might not be your vision, but you're programmed to think that that's your vision. That's the same as like us chasing money and cars and women and whatever. It's just like, that's not what we, you know, our soul wants. It's just like what we want, you know, it's like and it's like if you that's like, a, you know, it's a recipe of like not getting, you know, obviously getting feeling fulfilled or, you know, if you really if you like if you actually say that your soul wants, you know, money and cars, like sure. Like if you if you really is like, sure, I'm not going to take that away from you. But it's like I I have a very hard you know, time to believe so. But It's the, it's just, you know, obviously being true to yourself and it was like true to yourself is to listen to yourself and not, you know, who are you when you are in a white room and by yourself in your thought and nothing else matters type of thing. Like if, if everything around you just disappears, like, you know, what, like, what are you, who are you, like, what, what do you actually care about? Like, you know, it's, it's very, it's obviously self-reflection and that, you know, goes into, craft or you know your decision or like your direction in general in life or career or whatever it's like we we kind of we kind of know like we just we're just super distracted by things around us and obviously like you know just coming back to like what you (laughs) said in like very early on in this podcast it's like you know my profile drives some kind of like fomo and like you know all these Mm -hmm. type of things like which is i you know i'm not gonna take that up you know which is It's a compliment in a sense, but, you know, maybe not the best formal, you know, not the best sentence that is formulated in a way that, um, you know, it's like, that's not what I'm trying to achieve. You know, I'm trying to, you know, Mm -hmm. like you guys, like I'm trying to inspire and I try to show that it's possible and I, I, you know, be an example for how you could do it, but not Mm -hmm. necessarily how you do it. And that's like people are DMing me and just like oh, how do you do this? And, well, you know, can I get these contacts? Or like, you know, what did you do when you did that? And, you know, it's like you just like people just want you to like, here you go. Like, this is <laughs> yeah, your time. Sure, right? oh you, go <laughs> you go yeah. have fun, you go have fun. So that's like when I give advice or like do talks or lectures or even DMs, it's like I try to keep it you know, somewhat general, like, I feel like almost feel bad when I do, you know, give advice because they're very general, you know, I want them to find their own path. And like, I am just very lucky, I feel like because I started this journey way before social media. So social media was like, it was like, maybe, you know, it was already almost like 10 years into my, you know, path of what I was doing. So I just mm-hmm. like stayed in that path and then I could just continue. You're starting your path now, like on social media, like your path is literally starting with social media. It's like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a dangerous thing sometimes. So to do something for yourself, like, I'm not saying that you don't like, you shouldn't post it because it's a good output for you to like, kind of get a closure on things, et cetera, et cetera. But it's like, it's like, can you do these things if it like, if it was just for you? Like, is this something Mm -hmm. you actually want to just do? And you don't actually, you know, care about people seeing it type of thing. And like, I try to find back to this too, because like, would I do this if it wasn't a job, like, or if I weren't to post it on social media or like, you know, I am getting verifications that I'm doing something great or like money or like, you know, whatever else it's like, as long as you can filter out why you are doing things. And you know, it's like kind of just finding your own path. Like along the way, you kind of stumble upon uh, stuff that you or, like. Kind of pulls you in some kind of directions. Like oh, that made me feel like some you know good, or like I did that, and it's like oh, that was cool. And like mm-hmm. you kind of just like get all these like small indication that kind of forms like a little ball that w- which is mm-hmm. you, you know. So but it, it does require for you to listen to yourself. And most people can't do that.
2: I think that's a superpower. If you can find out what your passion is and you know stick to it without affirmations, without confirmation from outside, that's really a superpower. But Olaf, you, you you've started with snowboard photography and a lot of people are really specialized in one aspect of photography, whether it's nature, whether it's sports. You are so versatile. I've seen you photoshooting movie premieres, shows, of course, sport, actors. How do you get into this sort of being diverse in what you do? And like do you say yes when the job comes in or like do you like intentionally look for different categories of work?
1: Yeah, so When I started, I like, I literally did everything, like everything on my path. And at that time, everything in my path was only, only snowboarding. So that was like, you know, fair game. That was like, okay, I, that was what I cared about. And that was what was in front of me or the stuff that I got asked for. So it was snowboarding. And then I started to like, you know, I moved to also, you know, I did other things. I stopped traveling a little bit in between there. I started to expose myself for other things. And then, you know, obviously people saw me in different light and requested me to do different things. Um, I had a lot of people along the way that, you know, believed in me that I could do different things and saw my vision or saw my you know taste or whatever that put me on or challenged me in that sense. Um, so, yeah, at that time, I was like saying to, you know, yes to everything. And I think that's like what you should do when you're getting started, too, because you don't actually don't know what you like or if, like if you bring it onto a different angle you actually never ever know what a yes will take you to you know like you literally have no clue like you just don't know so like you saying yesterday yo job you meet somebody else and then 10 years later the people that you worked on on that set is working on now transformers and they want to to take bts because they know you it's just like everything kind of you know everything just comes around you know so as long as you are like out there doing a good job challenging yourself and obviously you got to be comfortable with your moves if you're like like i cannot shoot fashion like and this shoot is like way above my head like it is a fair game to just say like i don't think i'm ready for this like let me you know try out something else first or like you know i'll you know, I'll make sure that I'm ready. Like it's nothing bad of taking big stuff, but sometimes like you got to know your own, you know, limitations too. So you don't like, you know, burn a client client or like, you know, fuck up somebody else's time or job or whatever else. So it is like a fine line there, but yeah, saying yes to everything. And once I found something new that I liked, which was music after that, I, you know, I got just dragged in that direction. And then, you know, you start to (laughs) manifest, I hate using that (laughs) world. I need to find Uh, into into a new journey, you know, which you automatically get exposed to the things that you actually want to do. And then I got just got kind of put in that category, which was more work. And, you know, you start to post more about that stuff and then you getting more clients and that stuff and that just your world kind of just start to, you know, wrap around. That one thing. So, um, it's obviously to specialize on one thing. It's you know really good. Uh, I feel like I have done done that. You know, past my you know career in a lot of different ways. But at the end of the day, like I feel like I always been more diverse, and it's a combination of diversity and all over the place. That's a very fine line. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because you 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 spread yourself thin sometimes. Um, which is not necessarily a good thing, but it's nothing wrong of being diverse. This is something that I tell myself almost every day because I was like, oh, I should really narrow this stuff down, but I want to do this and that and that and that. <laughs> and then I just like kind of, you know, get pulled in every direction. And, you know, you if you really want to become great, um, you kind of need to narrow down. It's, it's not even like you kind of have to narrow down. You have to narrow down. For you, to, or for you to actually immerse yourself in that one thing, it becomes great. You know, it's because of that we have like you know experts in the field in certain things. Like you being an expert in everything, I mean, it depends on what you determine as everything. <laughs> but if you like, maybe if you live until like you're 90 years old and you're still like dedicated to a different, you know, a lot of different craft, you could maybe be that, but it's like, you know, let's be real. It's like you can't really be experts in everything, but break it down to you. Question again, everything that I do is I I work with people. So being diverse and shooting a lot of different things, it's like, yeah, I am like I can shoot a lot of different categories and like I know how it moves or so, like, you know, obviously shooting snowboarding is like very specific because, you know, you need to know how the rotation works and when the grab looks the best and, like, how the jump and it's just all, like, you know, very specific things. Same with music, you know, there's, like, you know, stage and lights and how the artist works and which angle he looks good, how he moves and, like, you know, all these, like, things. But it's, like, all these things is people. They're all people. So, like, that's kind of my excuse or my like the way that I've narrowed down that I'm like, oh, I'm not spreading myself thin because I just work with people. That's my, you know, expertise. So that's so kind of like what I do. still one like category. I do like, there's a category the of category category people, yeah. Of people
0: just doing different people. things. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's
1: actually I a good way that. to put it, yeah. I love that. It's, it's the human interaction. Like, you know, we can probably bring it all the way to AI, like from where we, what we're talking about now to where we at now with, with the whole progression of things. And it's like, it is a really interesting thing, obviously to just like pivot into like, you know, something completely else like AI. It's very interesting to see the progression of AI right now, because like everyone is like, oh, like it's going to take our jobs, like blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah. But like we like to work with people like we can automate and we can, you know, we can eliminate things that we really don't want to do and that we can concentrate on stuff that maybe actually matters, you know, which is interaction and human interaction and, you know, like being connected in some type of way. So I don't think that's going to well, go away, you know, in a very, very long time um because like you know even though it's virtual and like we're doing virtual podcasts right now it's like it's this is still people you know it's through a screen but it's still people so it's like you know every time I got like asked like the AI question it's kind of like you know I think about that and just like yeah no it's I mean I think I will have work forever because like I work with people and people do like to work with people including me so it's like Again, it's like never say never. We have no clue where we are in 50 years, but at the end of the day, like that is is the is the is the base level of everything that I do, I work with people. One thing that we
0: talk about a lot, of course AI included, but even taking a step back just looking at cameras, right? The the tool that you use the most for your craft. And you mentioned like you, you can go into the rabbit hole of buying camera gear and equipments and you probably own like some of the best in the world. But we live in a world where all of these tools are becoming more democratized and more people have access to them. It's becoming more uh, affordable. How do you stay unique in your way of telling your story? Why do clients, why do these artists, why do these celebrities, why do these events choose Olaf over other photographers or other uh, filmmakers?
1: It's because I have the best cameras. You <laughs> <laughs> believe uh, that, but I also think there's other <laughs> things involved. I think so too. And it's um that's a good question. I mean I work with people and I do I work well with people. It's like um it's um is it it's your way uh, of
0: communicating with them that they like? Yeah, Is it like I mean, you make them feel comfortable. You
2: know, I read somewhere because I was doing research on Olaf last night. A lot of people praised him for his work ethics. So I don't know how does other people do it and how you do it differently. I don't know if you get there earlier that's, and, then, and then, yeah. Good, what
1: do they like about you the most? Uh, so again, very good question. But like I I you know, since I take very pride, I almost take more pride in working with people than like actually my like wishful work sometimes. So with that being said, like me working with, you know, these high profile people that you, you know, been mentioning, um, it's very specific people, you know, it's, it's very, it's people that has created their own world. And, you know, it's like, it, I, this is not a bad thing that I'm saying about them, but it's like they, they're they top of the food chain, uh, which obviously causing like an interesting dynamic when it comes to everyone around them. So, you know, it's people that is, you know, exposed for certain things, you know, people um, demand, you know, certain things about them or they um, they come from something differently or like, it's just like, of you contributing to something or like you are at their, you know, you are at their service in a way. So it is very hard for you to like be, let's say, you know, their friend and their, you know, photographer, because like, you know, again, you're at their service and they're paying for you to be there, which is obviously like causing like, you know, kind of an interesting dynamic because like, let's say like I'm hiring somebody like, okay, you are, you are automatically um, uh, in the kind of like defense mode in the sense of that you are servicing me. So with that being said, it's a very like interesting dynamic with those two that I feel like I can somehow, you know, somewhat balance. Because like the work ethic, like you mentioning, it's like, you know, I'm always at, you know, somebody's service. Like I, I take very pride in those things. Like, I always bring up like small example like I I like opening people's doors because like I like that service you know thing you know like I like to make sure that they have water when they need water you know it's like I can be their assistant but I can also be their friend and I can be their photographer like I like that aspect of things like I'm I take very pride of being a professional and those like things play into being a professional, like being a professional is not only like taking really good photos like that. Not that's not being a professional. It's like, you know, when you bring it down to like, oh, that's so not professional. Like all oh, those were, you know, I hired these people and they were not professional at all. That usually doesn't come down to like that. They didn't, you know, make good stuff like you can you can you know find people that does really good stuff you know everywhere but being professional and being a good person that's like way different like people that you actually want around and you can like feel connected to and they can create something together you can't feel that connection if they're you know if they doesn't have that you know you know like click that they you know they kind of just understand how stuff works you know like they're just on their flow or like if they're very like strong individual and they're kinda like they can't read the room or like you know, it's all these like small things, you know. So I I like to be around, you know, people in 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 different situations, like how you learn about each other, like how you like connect. Like um it's the same as like forming a friend, you know? It's the same for me, like just bursting in and like getting hired for a job just like like from out of nothing it's not my biggest like i don't you know it's not where i like how i usually do things like a lot of the artists like most of my artists it's been stuff like been people i've been around for a certain amount of time like i can i can name so many artists that i was like oh i want to work with the you know those type of people like I want to, you know, I see them around or like I can just give them my card or I can like, you know, get to know somebody in their camp and then I can do this and that like and I can work with them like that. That doesn't give me like fulfillment. Like I take very pride in, in forming these human connections. And like, let's say like, I mean, let's say g Easy. g was a perfect example of somebody I was around for a very long time. Before I even like asked to shoot a show because I had like respect for their actual, you know, their former, you know, former uh, photographers and like their, it's, it's families, you know, and you don't like really just like, you know, throw yourself <laughs> in like, 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 I'm inside now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like, that's just how, not, not how it works. And so to like infiltrate these families or industries or, you know, people, it's just like it's not really about like the infiltration of things. It's just literally just like kind of merging into their world in a sense. And like, I don't know if I'm like formulating myself well when I talk about this, because it just kind of comes back to like a human flow of things. It's just like I what you I did stand a, I think for. You did a,
0: I think you did a fantastic job. I can clearly just, one takeaway from this is you're good at communicating with them. Like that, it really just comes down to being a people's person, knowing exactly how to make friends. It's not about the job. The job is secondary, right? The, the, the photos, the videos, they're secondary. The first thing is you, you're you connecting with them yeah. human to human. And that's, I think a skill that a lot of people will lack. Cause everybody like, like, that's why I wanted to ask this question because we knew for you to be the best because you are, it doesn't just take photography skills or videography skills, there has to be something else because there are a lot of great photographers out there. There are a lot of great creative directors out there. What makes you different? What is the reason why all of these artists prefer to work with you? That was our question. and I think you answered it yeah. perfectly. It's more than just you clicking the button and getting a nice video or a nice photo out. It's, it's yeah. about that time that you're spending with them uh, and, and how, you, how you talk to them and how you communicate with them that bonds and, and forms this friendship that they just prefer to work with you. And of course, as yeah. a secondary, you do great work, right? <laughs> great work comes out of that too at the end and they're just satisfied with it. Yeah, but yeah, no, it, it, that's, that's it definitely exactly was what a... it
1: is. Like when, Yeah, once once you form that environment and that connection that like works, it it just comes, you know, you just you create dope stuff because you have a connection and like everyone is just, you know, that's the same as like walking into a show and everybody just knows what they you know, supposed to do and everyone has a connection, like we're, you know, the drummer and the singer Mm. and the lighting, Mm. you know, lighting director and the sound engineer and the photographer, it's just, we're like, you know, we're, we're synced, you know, because we have a connection Mm. that, you know, forms great work and that comes back to, you know, teamwork, even though it's very individual, it's, it is teamwork, even though let's say shooting a show doesn't really Get viewed like teamwork, the same as like being in a production, but it is mm-hmm. it's, it's literally what it is, and it's like the connection, it's the um, it's the um, the access that you are like granted by somebody like that. That's the biggest verification that you can get, you know, that you mm-hmm. can be in the room in very intimate, very individual situations. And you know you can help them document these intimate and and you know let's say it can be live checkpoints for them you know but it's 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 intimate for them it's very personal and these are you got to remember that these is these are people that is very um they're very used to people intruding in their life paparazzi's journalists friends like all these like people they trying to get something from them and once you you know, prove that you're not there to get something from them, but you're there to provide them with something. That's like a that's a whole different world. Whole you know?
0: different So how how do you so how do you do that? Because that's such a complex thing because like the first reaction. Actually, of,
2: we also have this conversation yeah. sometimes, right? Like when we talk to people, Faro's Faro is always like, how do we make sure we don't sound like we want something from them? Because like sometimes the you want to be yeah, because you, you, you want to build a connection with someone, right? You're you met someone for the first time, and if that person I would say is a celebrity or they are well known, the first thing that goes into their head is like, oh my god, he said hi, he said what's up, what does he want from me? Yeah. Like, so how do you really establish is it over time, or or like, is there a trick that we can take too?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely time, is I mean everything to his time type of thing. Like, I feel like time is, you know, is the most valuable thing that we have. And once you're giving somebody your time and you actually, you know, proving that they're, you know, you actually doing so, like, I feel like that is a very, like, you know, and it's a very generous gift gift. And that kind of comes down to, you know, both ways. If they are like, you know, going out of their way to, you know, give you something or like, you know, it's like, uh, it's, it's a, it's a common, it's a, it's a, it's ex- exchange of time and energy and and you know knowledge and skills and all these like things It's just like once it reaches some kind of exchange exchange it's it's um it, it changed the dynamic like instantly um so I, I feel like that's definitely a a huge takeaway from like you know again coming back to the first question where like like why they're you know choosing me because like it's uh it's like, it's it's the combination that I feel like it narrowed down. Like I could have been a way better photographer at, you know, like maybe if I only focused on being a really good photographer, like technically good photographer, like what, even, what is even like a good photographer? It's su- like it's yeah. super subjective, <laughs> like that, nobody has an answer on that. But it's like, it's like, you know, that's kind of, it's the, um, it's something that I be able to, um, apply to every genre or every category that I'm now doing like you know going into the digital thing now you know working with clients or doing consultant or create the direction it's like it's, it's the same ground man it's the same exact ground of like actually just working with people and it's like it's not that important for me to press the button anymore like I love shooting photos like don't get me wrong like I love it But, you know, let's say, like, the previous Prime campaign that I did, um, it was, like, me and Hunter Moreno that I shoot together. Like, we actually shoot together. I shoot, like, medium format stuff. Like, he shoots, like, you know, more fast-paced stuff. And then we, like, switch and, and, you know, we direct. And then he shoots, you know, all these, like, different, you know, hybrids because we move really fast and... Working with Logan and KSI is like they have a very fast pace, you know, of moving. So we kind of like adapt to that. Anyways, it's like this. Some of the shots that is, you know, uh, I can't even remember what's my shots if that makes sense. It's like I literally <laughs> like, and I don't care. don't care because it's, it feels like it's it's teamwork. It's like us, you know, and we both worked with you know very tightly on this. So like we have this human connection and like it's all, it's all like connected to get to some kind of result. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. to do these type of jobs, it's like, it doesn't matter if I shoot or direct or like even create to direct, like, you know, it's like, uh, as long as I can have that human, you know, connection type of thing, like, and, and, and work with, with people, it's like, uh, that's kind of what I almost care more about. And then you have other categories where I like, Oh, like, I have to shoot this because, like, this is, like, my wishle thing. Like, but let's say jobs, it's not that important for me anymore.
0: Can I just say we love the, the prime, prime, prime photos thing, right? that you take with Hunter from KSI and Logan. They look so good, honestly. And Thank I you. saw you guys sometimes even take the same angle at the same time, both of you, right? Yeah. I, I, I think I saw that, like... <laughs> yeah what what's the process like how long does does that uh, photo shoot take is it like like you mentioned it's fast paced like you guys create so many amazing pieces of art how long is that whole photo shoot uh
1: that's i think we did like the whole photo shoot in like around four hours not even like three and a half four hours uh, and that obviously like with we, we have the build time and, you know, for the sets and everything separate, but from when they are on set to when they leave, it was four hours because they had to do like a pitch at some game. So we had to like, mm-hmm. you know, be in a certain window, but we actually finished before time too, which is like, obviously a goal because like, we can prove that we are, you know, we can, we don't, you know, we, we just do this. Like, this is, you know, what we do. And obviously having two shooters, we shoot sometimes. Hunter shoots KZ there, and then I shoot Logan here, and then we like, mm-hmm. oh, when they are done, we do this, and then we do it together, and then we move the lighting from this meanwhile over to this. So it's a very like streamlined. It, it 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 goes. It 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 is a lot of planning to like move this around. We have a very, we had a, a very talented uh, lighting director too that helped us a lot, obviously, because usually we like do a lot of the lighting ourselves, but. Um, shout out to Baron that killed the lighting on this one too, and the creative team, you know Keith and, and Joe Beth from um, uh, from Prime and, and uh, uh, Cargo Brands as well. They uh, it's like again it's teamwork, so that's the only reason why this can like go that, that fast. And we shot like I mean it was like six like six full settings, I believe like full, like set design backgrounds, lighting, like yeah. every, everything different than like four hours, which is like in that big of a scale, like commercial value is, it's very, I would say that it's very fast. it's, so, it's crazy.
2: Um, it's really crazy. And do you plan every single shot beforehand or like, do you improvise on the set as well? Like, Oh, I think now this might look better. Like try this. Cause
0: you know, sort of like the flavors, the colors of prime, you had that idea in your head.
1: Yeah, it's 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 uh it is a lot of planning with it, you know, with the team, and obviously it requires to be so as well because you know there's a lot of people involved and they have to know exactly what's going on, so you don't like go off like you know on some crazy shit. So it is a lot of planning, but like when we actually on set, um, you know, we see something along the way that's kind of like the flow of like okay, if Hunter's shooting. And I'm looking at the screen and I'm looking around and I was like, like, I wonder if, you know, I'm not sure about this, like, you know, th- I think we have to switch it up type of thing. Like, it's very hard sometimes. I mean, again, this has been like existing for a hundred years in video, like, because you have a director, you have a DP and you even have like a DP director and like a cinematographer, like, you know, it's because you need more eyes and brains to like kind of navigate through what actually is the best for You know what is actually going on you can plan as much as you want to but suddenly there's like there's something very um uh you know very beautiful of being like in something that is happening because like then you can see time you know things clearly and you see this on huge productions too like all the time where like people are literally just like you know changing up like full scenes where like they came on set and just like fuck like if it doesn't work it doesn't work we haven't really been in a situation like where it doesn't work but we always try and to like find something what's you know actual the best yeah. so uh, yeah we we do like kind of sidetrack like you know this and oh we try try this like oh go on top of that or like you know it's it's like the um, compromise with time and effort or like if you want to throw off the talent or like you know stuff but at the end of the day everybody just cares about getting the best result and that's like you know if that if that causes a 15 minute delay like whatever that you have to make up for like you know fuck it i like that uh you've clearly
0: done like you mentioned millions of shots you know from different people and we've seen a lot of your work Uh, Of course, being in sports at events, uh, we're talking about like KSI and Logan Paul. That's, you know, a two man sort of photo shoot, like you're you're shooting two people. And then you have your concerts, which are like you being surrounded by thousands of people in the dark with your camera, people shouting and screaming right beside you, beer probably being thrown (laughs) around. You've got all these different kinds of scenes that you're shooting in. We were wondering what has been the most challenging project that you've ever worked on?
1: I have one shoot that is like to to be honest, like Vin Diesel with men the men's health cover was to be honest, that was a very stressful shoot. Uh, How come? That was That's like the one that may... you have pinned. Is that the Jimmy one you Fallon
2: have Jimmy Fallon showed the magazine? Yeah, yeah. sure. right? yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. That was. I mean, it was a it was a big one for me, and I have like, um, I've obviously done things like that before, but it was like kind of early in our kind of early in our relationship, too, um, and it was very fast. Like that was even fa- it was like that was literally like two and a half hour, like a full editorial, like water, like super skeleton crew, though. Um, uh, I don't know, like the, the, the most challenge. I don't know if it's the most challenging, but it was like the maybe the most stressful. The only thing is like, you know, we have different feelings that occur in different situations or like we're stressed, or like challenging, or like, you know, it could be any, any big feeling that we might get under a production or under a situation, like in a a situation. So the thing is like, um, uh, it was very hard to uh, do that high of a production with that, you know, low of a time frame and skeleton crew. So it was like me shooting, and then like, like, somebody's cousin holding the reflector and then like the stylist making sure that you know he looks good type of thing and then we had a boat and then like it was just i like the fast pace like the skeleton like documentation type of flow but it was just like slightly too tight it was like everything (laughs) was just like that which caused (laughs) me to like you know i couldn't shoot it with the monitor i like i had to like make sure you know look at everything uh, the stylist, which is also like, you know Having the um, dialogue with the magazine and stuff Like, um, basically um, He couldn't, you know, see on us It's a reason why we shoot on like Tethered or like whatever Because we 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 can make sure that stuff looks good It's like all these like small things But I was shooting Vin for, you know I've, I've been on maybe like six trips prior to this So like, again like I'm around him I know how he works like the flow of like us communication and or like communicating and stuff not a problem at all but it's just like you know it's also a guy that has like you know his a like, macho image and like you know all these like things that you have to kind of like you know you want to it's it's a um it's two different things of documenting somebody and like pro- profiling somebody in like a magazine you know it's like and sometimes my head is very documentation like sometimes i'm like i I care about honest things i care about honest moments like it's like these like unperfectionism things you know like along the way that i like as well so i me coming from a trip like this this was like in between a trip so we were shooting a lot of things on this trip too prior we were like shooting um uh, he was basically meeting the President of Dominican because he's doing something down there as like a huge project, and I was just documenting him through the week and then this shoot was like kind of in between there anyways, that kind of threw me off because like my mind and and my eyes and like my references kind of changes sometimes like i mm-hmm. sometimes I'm so in it that I'm like having trouble getting out of that, which kind of threw me off sometimes because I don't really think about these like things being perfect you know and if you don't have a cover shot you don't really have an editorial like you need that one photo which is like the cover you know Mm -hmm. it has to be that one shot or else like it's no point because like he's not going to do editorial just in the middle of the magazine there's a cover story here Mm -hmm. and we were looking through the photos after and like just like looking through and like, and the photo that we kind of wanted as a cover, like the setting that we wanted as a cover, it was just like the stylist or like, you know, the, the guy that I worked with, he was that has been in the industry for like 40 years. Like, you know, he's overseeing everything. And he's like, yeah, that's not a cover. Like that, that doesn't work. And I was like, I, 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 agree, but I was like, I was like, let's look at some more, like, you know, going through more for us. Like the cover, it was like, we don't have a cover. And I was, like, looking through, like, other settings. And I was, like, they're, like, there's this, like, no, nothing that is, like, cover here. I was, like, and, like, my, like, I don't know. I was just, like you know, obviously this was a big deal for me too. So like, yeah. And, you know, f- the feeling of letting somebody down or like, you know, Vin down and the team and like the, f- you know, I've, I felt like everything was on my shoulders because it was Ooh. just such a skeleton crew and it was like only me to blame, you know? So we're just looking through the photos. This is like the covers, are like not here. And I was like, I was about to shut down. Like I don't shut down easily, but I was like, fuck, this is like the guilt of things. It's just like, I don't know if i can take this like you know i'm i I just want to go and hide like it was literally one of those feelings (laughs) just melt into the floor i I was literally just like you know maybe this and we can combine with this and that you know obviously trying to like you know find a solution because like you you can't just shut down and then we came to the shot like in the water that was like and i shot that photo on a manual like all fd 50 millimeter lens like a manual focus one which i like i'm great like to be honest like there's no point of doing that but i just like <laughs> i don't know what i why i was doing that but it was like dead sharp it was like him you know in the water it was like the shot and he's like, like my god I was like yeah that that's it like that's it I was wow
2: like, i'm getting stressed the, listening oh, to I this was, right I now had a heart I, attack i'm getting to that stressed now listening to this but whew.
1: it was like that's that okay i was like and my world's just like, it was like seeing like a fucking rainbow and like you know all this shit, you know, because like Vin was like kind of you know he was gonna look at this like after you know just just kind of like we didn't want to show him before we had the cover to like this is the shot yeah. that we gonna run. <sighs> so after this like you know obviously we went over to Vin like showed everything and like like this is the cover he's like yeah I'm like yeah that's that's sick and I was like. And like obviously having that very, you know, verification that like everything worked out and then, you know, obviously then loved it. And it was like uh, proving myself that I could do it, even though like in the circumstances was like definitely so that was a that was a, a really challenging one that uh, it was a whole journey for me. And that feeling will I, 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 I don't think I can remember having these, that feeling like ever like in that big of a scale. Um, like your whole world is like literally your eyesight going from this to just like slowly closing <laughs> yeah. in of his saying like no, no, that's not the shot. Like I was like,
2: oh, oh shit, you oh, know. <laughs> oh, my god dude the way you described it i i'm i my heartbeat just went up like i it, feel like shit I, right now i know yeah, because he no, ex- he, ha- he actually explained it so well i could literally put myself in that moment like the guy saying no not no, this one no, no this just is like, not a cover it's no it's
0: like <laughs> you're you know you're scrolling down and you know you're gonna run out of photos yeah. soon it's just like hey yo i don't even know if i'm gonna reach that cover and it like you mentioned like you really don't, not everybody you don't goes even want to
1: like press yeah, you don't even want to press the like the next button because like I was like you know the next one is gonna like get another no, and for each no you just like like oh. you fucking like you have like a small needle like you know, like, <laughs> but, to, uh, not a needle, like, bro, no, like a no, knife, no. just yeah. like
2: one stab, one stab. do You see, okay. I for everyone who is yeah, just watching amazing. the stories, lo- looking at all those travels and parties and all, this is the real moment. This is actually the moment that you know, like mm-hmm. you have to go through in order to be on the cover of the magazine it's it's
0: you know it's beautiful what you just said farad because everybody who works in in a field that they do not like which i would say majority of people do right uh because they're not following their dreams their passion the one thing that people always think about is when they look at someone like olaf and someone who's doing what they love who's quit school to go follow their dreams they think that that's easier the truth is it's a lot fucking harder you go through these moments that the average people doesn't go through, but the only reason it's worth it is because you fucking love it. At the end of the day, you don't, you don't want to do anything else but this. And that's why you can sit through that entire story that I just described and still come out afterwards and be like, okay, I'm going to go shoot another person today. <laughs> like, you just went through this fucking stressful scenario and you're still pumped about it every single day when you get up. So... Uh, that that was a great story farad i i don't know do you want to still continue on the story or you want i know
2: i have another one because I, I watched the youtube video you shot on the slowest camera on the swedish house mafia set i saw the that tiktok
0: video, video right yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah
2: yeah tell us how did that go actually
0: that that got so yeah, many it's... like so many people's attention as well
1: oh my god yeah that's crazy people still come up to me and like oh are you the guy that shot with the 4x5 on the concert type of thing i was like and it was crazy like i thought about doing that for like literally six years or something and i have no clue what seriously that, you know, what
2: what what, what made took... you think about that what made you even think about doing I that like in a show? i mean
1: like i, w- I was on the path you know i i went through a whole period of time where i like i was you know making you know good money and i was like oh i can buy all the cameras that i ever wanted type of thing is it like, kind of like you know rapper getting money i was like oh i want all the cars in the world it's like the same with me and cameras mm-hmm. And I, like, kind of went through a rampage of, like, oh, I want to, like, test out this camera and this camera and this camera. And i like, I want to find, like, the perfect camera. I wonder if these moments that I have in my head have a specific look that I can, like, you know, provoke into, you know, some kind of physical form, a.k.a. A camera. So um, coming just, like, jumping a little bit ahead of that is basically every moment has now... A different style for me like it has like a specific you know uh, look to it for example like you know I and it's like when those type of uh, moments or IDs or um, kind of uh, it, it when it clicks like when though like mm-hmm. when I shoot this with the right moment with the right camera at the right time it's just something like for me like it feels like I was like it's like a super oh. type of thing because like everything just aligns, you know, and it doesn't really matter because like, I still have, you know, if you only have that one camera, like, you know, you are clicking every single time. It's just like me making it hard for myself almost like, and it's like, I feel like me being, um, uh, being, uh, kind of multi, disciplined there. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's a um, it's kind of like a mush of everything that I uh, I don't know how to explain this like like Um,
0: multidisciplinary like multidimensional. right? Like you want to just combine all of that.
1: Yeah. It's multidimensional is actually a good word because like I I live in all these like different timelines type of thing. Like you see like let's say prime campaign like obviously that's going to be that it's going to be like glossy. It's going to be poppy. It's going to be like this type of thing. And then I have me shooting with, like, an old-ass 35mm, let's say, or even, you know, point-and-shoot. But point-and-shoot, for me, has a time and a place. And then the medium format film has a time and a place. And then the 4x5 has a time and a place. So, like, when these type of, like, things I can, you know, um, I can analyze a situation or I can analyze something going on and I can manage to, like pick the right camera to the right time. It's just like it's something it's this is very like individual for me to just like even just add another element to what I'm doing. And if you see me in shoots like I have, you know, the RC, the mumia the, the film, I have the R5, the Canon digital, I have the Black Magic. I have the B10 flash, I have the small flash, I have a 30 millimeter like F Canon F1, I have a maybe Contax T3 or a Yoshika T4. I literally carry like a disposable camera on top of it. Like I, for real, carry like everything from five to ten cameras when I'm like, <laughs> like doing shoots. Like, and this is me just documenting. So me obviously looking up for like you know. I'm uh, seeing all these, like, you know, old school photographers that I look up to, you know, Terry O'Neill, Chi Mudu, uh, Harry Bronson, like, all these, mm. like, people that is documenting these historic moments, for me, it's the same. Like, and these photos been shoot, been shot on different cameras, and that was, like, the right camera for them to the right time, and there's a combination of that that, like, brings, like, a beauty in, like your vision it feels right for you again i'm like i'm rambling about this but it's like you know no
0: no what you literally just described the mission impossible movie moment where they go right right before they go to like a mission they go to this room with all the different guns and they have to pick the right gun for the right mission it's exactly what you do you go and pick the right weapon to shoot with but instead of shooting bullets you're shooting film so that's, that's exactly that's what you... Because I'm just thinking of you just no, like... gearing like, there was okay, a This photo, camera just like... No, there was a photo. Up.
2: I don't know. It was on Instagram of him. I think I saw it on Instagram that he looks like a soldier. Yeah. Like, with all these... Devi- like he's ready. Like. Yeah, he's just
0: like geared up. <laughs> just, like picking out like shoot, shoot. It's a... I think the perfect like in you know, a comparison and... Just, like, what you mentioned is amazing. Of course, you've you managed to achieve all of this over, like you mentioned, 20 years anniversary right now uh, of you, you know, being in this career. If you were to speak to young Olav again or... Somebody else who's just young and trying to be like you, trying to, you know, make it in in the different industries you've made it in. What advice would you have for them? Of course, they do not have access to all these equipment. So take the equipment part away. Take the ability to change their cameras or lenses. They're stuck with, let's say, even an iPhone, right? As simple as just an iPhone. What advice do you have for them?
2: Oh, Oh, yes, this is it. (laughs) This is the one. Look at that. Dude, holy shit. Lieutenant Olaf reporting for <laughs> duty. Like, dude, That's you need to so deadlift funny. with and that, you right? Like, and you right can't there. even. S-
1: There's two other cameras behind me that you don't even see. But, um, anyway, sorry. It's, so I just, I no, no, I love that. That, oh, that. that was a reference. great photo. Um, and, and, and I just gotta, I, I, uh, I'm not gonna forget your question, but like, coming back to the four by five on Swedish House Mafia, um, it's, it's like, um, it's, it's, uh, comes down to just like, I'm a little bored. Like I, you know, I'm not gonna be like cocky or anything, but it's so easy to take a digital camera and shoot all these moments. Like it's like autofocus, like you know, settings, and like you can't, you, you, just, you know, you can't miss. And I want to obviously like challenge myself always. And then shooting four by five on a concert was something that I was like, fuck that, like that must be fucking hard. Like I wonder, you know, if I can do that, you know. And then obviously I've been going from like shooting 35 on concerts and then i was shooting like six four six four five and then i was shooting six seven on concerts and i was like now i'm like i'm literally my go-to shooting concerts is six seven which is like Mm. you know my lenses are like i have one lens that is 2.8 and then all the other lenses are like 4.5 which is like why would you ever shoot You know a concert on that when you only have like 800 film usually so again it's just making itself hard for me and then four by five it's like oh you have max iso 400 film obviously you can push stuff but 400 film and then you can't even see what you're shooting when you're shooting it like you're shooting blind type of thing so (laughs) that was like obviously a huge challenge for me i'm just like i want to just prove myself that i can do it did you tell them beforehand you know uh, kind of. I, I was talking about it. And the thing now, I'm in a very amazing situation and a position um, where I have built up everything that I have built up. And then I have room to play, you know, go back to play, you know. So something that I almost like enjoying more than getting hired for a job now is to literally just like have that, you know, at that time too, I, I wasn't even hired from... Swedish you know I was touring with Axel and Grosso before and I was actually you know supposed to be on you know some tours with them as well but like I said to just for me to just like oh like you know I'm just like I'm coming to the show like I want to try some new stuff and they're like oh like cool here's the passes and like you know what what do you want to do I was like I have some you know old cameras that I want to like test out and stuff uh you know I will see how it goes and you have no like pressure on delivering Uh, It's something like really beautiful with that. Like sometimes you want to deliver things because you want that pressure and sometimes you don't want that pressure at all. And this is a perfect example of that. So I've just been having so much pressure with my work for so long, which I'm very content with, but Mm -hmm. it it takes away the playfulness sometimes. So again, going back to what I was talking about with the four by five, it's something that I would love to do more. And, you know, it's like um, the... The more i failed you know the the more i win win type of thing like you just have to be open and ready to fail always and that's the fun part that's how you grow like the more you fail the faster you can fail the faster you can win and then like you know for me to get that shot on swedish house mafia and actually worked out like super well which is like yeah what the f- like dude why? that was, like, that that was, was be- kind of yeah
0: like... i saw the photos holy shit <laughs>
1: that was that was almost like an anticlimax. i was like fuck I, I i was literally like the you know i was kind of prepared for it to just like not be great at all you know <laughs> and like so it was kind of like a you know i'm not saying that i'm like mad that it worked out that well but it's just like it's it's kind of me putting myself in positions or like situations to fail it's literally almost setting myself up to failure and then that is causing the pressure that you like because you're putting the pressure on yourself you don't have the outside pressure if that makes sense so you causing these like situations and you just like you can make them for yourself that's the same as you Mm -hmm. guys do too you know for your youtubes and Or, uh, you know, your 3D work like the Harry Potter, like short, you know, all these like things is it's you putting pressure on yourself and your like you your willingness to do so and your desire to make something great. So you you just like have this constant like playfulness that you should never like you should never go away from that. So it was a counter reaction for me, like, you know, being kind of too serious with my craft for a very long time. And then obviously, like basic that I have and stuff, it's it's basically stuff that, you know, allow myself to put that pressure on myself again and then, you know, just play again. So I think, I, again, just, you know, it's once you get older, it's harder and harder to find back to the playfulness and then, you know, shooting on a on a slow ass camera on a concert like you know, <laughs> I can't wait to do way more of that. So. It's it's funny
0: because it, like what you did not only was it play for you it was play for other people too because I'm sure if you uploaded that same video on TikTok with a uh, uh, digital most, camera, the most yeah the most like digitalized the, the the fastest camera, it would never get the attention that it got from people because people were interested in the fact that you made that decision and now they want to yeah. see the results. Right. So I think that was a great choice. And what you mentioned about play is it's, it's it's extremely important. Anybody who's successful that we see nowadays, they're like fifty year olds who are still playing. Right? Like they're the, the the top businessmen in the world are fifty year olds who are still playing with their craft. They're they're experimenting and they fail in like Five of them, they win another two. They fail in 10, they win five. But usually we we see the successes. We don't see all the failures. Um, I'm going to rephrase the question I asked you a little bit. So what advice do you have for young Olaf if you were to speak to him right now, the 11-year-old or the 12 who picked up the camera for the first time and started shooting, or potentially someone who's watching this podcast and once, after listening to you for so long, they want to... Follow your sort of craft, um, considering they might not have the equipment you have now, considering you might just have their phone. And also now we're in 2023 with the social media you know, phenomenon happening. We just mentioned how distracting that could be or beneficial at the same time. And with AI, all of these things considered. Totally
2: different ecosystem yeah, now. But, but, but
0: like all of these consider what advice do you have some for someone who's starting out.
1: I don't know. I I was thinking about it when we were talking about like, you know, reaching our goals like previous in the conversation too. and like, to be very honest, I'm not sure if I would do it the way that I did with that's with that being said, it's like it comes down to the tunnel vision of things. I have a lot of years in my life that is very blurry, like very it's like almost that I can't recall them at all which is like, it's just me going too fast. Like again, like no drugs, like no, it was like, but again, I slept eight hours, you know, a week type of thing. Like I had literally had weeks where eight hours was my legit sleep time. So it's just like, these things, these things are, you know, at the time it felt right, but to be, you know, very honest, that's like, and it's not a regret at all. It's just like, again, if I could, go back and like, tell me something or tell other people something. It's like, it's like your time is so valuable. Like it's the most valuable thing that you have in your entire life. It's, it's your life. So like your life, it's your time and like (laughs) your energy, obviously like on, and small factors and that, but if you break it down, it's time. It's literally what it is. And if like the, the faster you start to value your time, the faster you can make these decisions over yourself, that is more real to your life or yourself. And it's like, I feel like I just now like, you know, I'm 31 now 31, uh, I'm 31. Um, (laughs) 31. And I feel like now, obviously, you know, I have a dog, I have a girlfriend, like I have you know, other things that I value a lot. So the time aspect, like I, I don't have enough time. Like when I say no to a job now, like I just like, I don't have time. I, li- I literally don't have <laughs> enough time because I actually value to sleep eight hours or seven hours yeah. or whatever, like a night type of thing. So like the time aspect has been a huge change for me, which been putting stuff in perspective. And then obviously you know, on top of this, like losing loved ones and like, you know, other things occurring along the way. It's been, you know, putting things in perspective and like obviously it, it breaks down to time. Um, so I'm not sure if I would do it the exact same way. I'm very, you know, grateful now I wouldn't do anything differently because, it you know, it made me who I am now and made me say exactly what I'm saying in this exact moment. Then I wouldn't have yeah. it any other way in my, you know, ever um that's just you know our path of life um that is probably one advice just you know take your time and value your time um other than that it's it's kind of it kind of comes down it's not like a very life um uh, advice but when i talked to you guys very early on as well um you guys talked about like you know you guys are doing things that you know Oh, this is cool. Like, let's make it. And then we'll maybe get hired down the lane for something that we have made. That is a very, like, cool approach, which we kind of did, like, early on. When we start off, we start to just, like, do things because we, like, you know, like it. And then, oh, it gets ice on us. And it's like, oh, we like that. Like, we want that or, like, similar to that, whatever. And then you start to, like, just get hired. Like, literally just, like, the only... Because you get hired so much, you don't like take time to like make your own stuff that you maybe, you know, is in your own lane. So I feel like my uh, wishful path and my like, let's say like, you know, me staying true to myself and my craft or my uh, wishful taste, whatever you want to call it, is basically goals like slightly like it's like. But it hasn't, it's been parallel, but it hasn't been like this, you know, Mm. I feel like I've been, I've been finding back to it now, but I think I'm pretty sure I lost it along the way. So like taking checkpoints along the way of like really checking yourself of like, oh, like, is this like, is this something that I really, you know, is this actually me or is this just me creating this because of my client? I think this is what my client wants type of thing. And I went through a whole period where, like, like, I want to delete everything off my site. Like, everything. <laughs> like, fuck this. Like, I hate it. Like, I literally fucking hate everything that I shot. Because, like, suddenly I was, like, I looked around. I was, like, fuck. But, I was, like, this photo and this style or, like, this camera that I shot with or this whatever I did. I'm, like, this is me. What is this? I was, like, what? what is all this? Like, whatever. Like... <laughs> and then, like, obviously, it was just like, you know, a counter reaction because I stayed on like a tunnel vision for that long that it just like suddenly when I looked around, I was like, wait, wait, what I've been doing, like, why I've been doing this like this for that's so not long? me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because like you've been you've been automated, you know, like the only reason why I could move so fast and, you know, take so many big steps in, you know, the time that I did It's because like I I found something that works and then I automated it and then, you know, it it works, you know, and then I could focus on, let's say, the human aspect of things and I could put all my energy almost into that. And then because my photo side or whatever else that was just going like I didn't even have to think about it. So these type of things is very important for like, you know, to check yourself along the way. Now I'm super grateful because it's it's just like kind of oh that style is kind of just like. It's just, like, cemented in time almost for me. Like, that is how my old work, but it's, it's really good. Like, it's really good, but it's just not, like, how I would shoot it now. But it's just, like, I can't wait to release, a, you know, a full book where you can see all my, like, just, like, because, like, it will probably be a book where I take in, you know, yes, my photography, but this is my personal journey, you know? It's just, like how my photos looked at that time is, is that because I was doing this, this is my personal whatever around this. And this is why it looked like this. Now it looks like this because I'm in different place of life. And like, and I think that's, you know, I think that's beautiful. It's just like having one style for like the rest of your life. Like, what do you like? Are you not growing? Like, are you not growing as a person or an artist type of thing? I have kind of a problem with that, but it's like, Again, that's a whole nother conversation of like, obviously, you know, let's say old artists like that selling art, like they've been doing the same stuff for like 30 years. Like, what do you like? Mm. What do you mean? <laughs> have you stopped involving at all? Like, are you in the same place? Like, it, it's just it doesn't make sense for me. So all these, you know, again, check yourself uh, before you wreck yourself and then have friends along the way and family that is helping you to do so, too.
0: The white room question, you, uh, you the white room example you gave in the beginning of the podcast is the best example, I think, because you mentioned just forget about everybody around you. Put yourself in that white room. There's nobody watching you, nobody judging you. What do you actually want to do? And I, I believe, like you mentioned, we have instincts where we do not think right before we start thinking that decision that has just popped into our head, that's usually the one we should be following. And like you mentioned, everybody has it. As long as you try to think about it a little bit, as in like try to have some self-realization, you have that instinct decision. And I think if you just follow that it will lead you to where you want to go. But the concept of evolution uh, is definitely crucial. As you mentioned, Farad, since we're almost coming to an end, do we want to talk a
2: little bit just about what Olaf uh, is
0: uh, doing these days? Yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: I want to talk about his upcoming project, because what we talked about, I mean, outside of this conversation, he has a lot of plans. We have basics, we have his metahuman, we have different sort of things. What people can expect from you in the upcoming months? And what are your plans?
1: It's funny like because like I am <laughs> like I feel like um I did a podcast like maybe is it two years or like a year you know, like maybe a year ago, I feel like now where I was like I remember being like so like so pushed forward and so like almost cocky in a way, which was like you know it, it wasn't like cocky, which is I was just very confident in my you know path and like where I was going and everything, and it's like there's so much that happened in that year that put me in like a different headspace, which is not the bad thing at all. Um, but, you know, again, to answer your question, like I am not like hundred percent where I'm going the next year. It's like, I'm actually don't know. Like I have put myself in a position where I have too much opportunities. Like I literally have like endless opportunities. Like, everything that I have on my list type of thing, either is like, you know, doing exhibitions or like, you know, the digital stuff, whatever that is, uh, you know, building AR, uh, AR products, uh, doing YouTube, uh, shooting, uh, doing acting, like all these like things is literally right there. Like, and I built all these things in a very big scale. And I created like this huge playground for me, you know, for me, which is incredible. But it is causing some like noise for me to just like actually pick. And it's like, that's kind of like goes down to like, I've, you know, I see time as a different thing now. And obviously, like, you know, me following my instinct, it's been like a very, you know, important thing of my whole journey in life. So you know, wherever that momentum like takes me, and kind of pulls me, I usually kind of try to feel for that. And then I go. Like, and then I can Mm -hmm. go for a certain amount of time and then kind of just like, don't look back. And then, you know, I kind of come to a point where I was like, oh, like, you know, I'm like tired or like I need to like sit down or whatever. And then I can do something else. So, you know, it's what to expect from me, like everything that you can expect from me for the, you know, the next couple of years or even like five years Mm -hmm. or longer. It's like everything that i built now It's built on such a solid ground that I like I can't like I feel like everything that I do now, I can't do on the wrong ground. I can't do like, you know, bad. I will probably fail along the way, but I can't like do it like bad, you know, if that makes sense. I can't do it. You know, not real to myself, because like I took my time, I got to this point, I know who I am, I know where I stand, and I have the skill set to do so too, so it's just like I have a different type of drive now. it's not like the the like eager to just like oh i I like this, and like I gotta go and take it, you know it's just like, oh, that's there, and that's there. I was like, oh'll you know. I'll walk over here to see, like, how that feels. And then, you know, so it is, like, a different flow, which is really nice because, like, obviously, like, on top of that, like, it's it's causing me to make, like, a very, you know, calculated decisions um, to not, like, you know, rush into things. And then, you know, coming back to, like, you know, all my digital, you know, my whole digital journey, that's, like, moving so fast, obviously, which is, like, insane, like every single day, like you were, you guys are, you know, as as much in it as as me too. And it's like, um, it's very interesting dynamic with having this fast paced thing that I'm so passionate about, and then having the flow that I have now. Because like, I am managing to not take like rational decisions, which is like kind of causing me to build in a very like, you know, I I'm I'm not driven by hype anymore. I'm not driven by like yeah. like moment outside momentum and stuff. I kind of just like I find things that I really care about it's the same as, like, you know, my gameplay for BASIC. It's, like, I've been spending, four, like, again, that's too long. But it's, like, I've been spending four years on it. But I'm still so firm about that idea. Because, like, it comes from a very, like, good place. It's not because I wanted to do it because of some somebody else. Or something outside. Or momentum. Or funding. Or whatever else. It's just, like, it's something that I really care about. So, I have a way more calm now. That you will see translate into longer like processes like more thorough processes better product or better results um, that are like whatever that I apply that to I'm I'm super curious to be honest like where it's going because like I'm in a position now I like enjoy taking care of myself I'm like walking into like my life's shape you know like that will translate into other things which I like feel like game ready for whatever comes around Like I have, you know, a good relationship. I have like so much love in my life. So like these type of thing, like, you know, it's like something really, really beautiful being young and hungry and like, just like, don't give a fuck about anything, but it's something really beautiful on top of that later on, which is like having a really fulfilling life with a lot of love and a really calm about your time and where you're at. So where that takes me I literally do not know (laughs) but I'm very passionate about the digital space which has been like you know I my half of my day is literally just me like reading about things or like you know you guys are way better at testing things and putting things into like you know like actually getting outputs for what you come across I'm not that good at it like I need like you know a team or I need like a little more push but just like knowledge about it and just like digesting things and like it kind of comes back to like almost my dad as well because like my dad was like a sponge of things like it was not always that he has to apply it to so many things he's just like oh this is nice like knowledge and information is like you know i never had time really to like sit down and just like like digest information you know which is like Mm. nice it's like
0: we understand that uh, it's i mean dude you're you're a busy person just looking (laughs) at where you're going and what you're doing the only reason we get to do what we do is because we are we have the ability to wake up behind a computer and just sleep behind the computer literally every day just researching about everything that's going on but i i I admire the journey you're you're taking right now uh the transition that you just mentioned from I don't give a fuck about anything I'm just gonna go heads down tunnel vision to this craft, then now you try to fulfill yourself with different things in your life while still pursuing your craft. One thing that i I don't think it's a recommendation one thing we love just watching you is the YouTube video that you put out I think it was a shoot for chain smokers the dirt bikes just. Man, yeah. seeing that with... We watched that whole thing. Like, we started that video. This is like, I don't know, when we when Two you released it. Yeah, thing. when you uploaded it, we were watching it. And we recommend everybody go, just to go and watch it on YouTube, Olaf's page right now. We'll put the link in the description. But you showing and documenting that whole process was so fucking fun to and watch. Interesting.
2: I think it's, it will be better than the music video itself. Like... to see what is actually happening behind the scene i think now people are really more interested in the raw format of behind the scene how things gonna work because i mean they've seen a lot of music video but they never seen a photographer in a music video going behind the scene doing all those all all those
0: and it's such a well shot video well edited you've got like really cool just shots of everything and like you just showing how difficult it is for you to capture those shots, just fucking walking around that whole day on that circuit and just getting all those shots. It was so exotic. And one thing we would love to see more is all of these behind the scenes. And we know you have loads <laughs> of them. We you want haven't more. Even started we want more. Them. Somehow <sighs> so you got to get co- them mask. Coachella
2: Docs, closing, man. dude. Coachella closing, Fred again, Skrillex. You still haven't posted that shit. Yeah. Like, you got to, you got to yeah, just, like, that's, that's,
0: that's the shit that I think you yeah, have I mean, to put out because. It's amazing.
1: It's so funny, man. It's like, I mean, like talking about YouTube very quickly too. It's just like, I haven't done, like, I'm very happy that I didn't do, I'm happy and sad that I didn't do YouTube before. Like, like I said it too, like, I wish I was vlogging that, you know, at the time where I was like Mm -hmm. really starting to take off with photography and stuff, because like, I, you know, wish I could remember what I felt and was doing. And like, you know, it's kind of a friendly reminder that I'm like kind of, You know, the same person at that time But it's, um I Since I'm so firm of who I am And like how I do things now Um, it's It's, uh, like I said too Like, what I do now It's gonna be very, you know, it's gonna be firm It's gonna be like, you know, it's kind of like a Sniper instead of a Uzi type of thing You know, it's just so so YouTube is kind of that for me too. Like I have a lot of stuff and I filmed a lot of stuff that I might not never like see the light of day, but I love to have it myself. I, again, I got to do a lot of episodes. I it's still, you know, let's say 50-50, that I get kind of scrapped and things that's going to get out there. I've been tr- struggling finding the pace of like, obviously, you know, finding an editor and like, you know, doing these things because like I'm a little worn out from being in production all the time. Um, and Mm. YouTube is like for myself, which I should enjoy, but editing at the end of the day, I'm just, I'm just not a fan. And I'm, I like the, the coming back to what we talked about before, if you don't like really enjoy it, you never like be really good at it. And I don't really enjoy editing. I just don't. And I feel like, um, it's really interesting for me to. Do like collabs with like other, you know, editors, for example, to edit my YouTube because like they see me in a different light too, which I kind of enjoy. It was like, oh, like I didn't think about this as like an angle or I didn't think about me saying this was that important. But like, oh, since you're seeing it from the outside, like that's cool. So I'm too in it. I'm too scarred from being like, you know, all these things that I have around me is so normalized. It's like. You know, being around, you know, who I am or like what I do with my cameras and stuff I was like, yeah, no. What do you mean? Like, that's just how what how I do things. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What do you mean? I get like, that.
0: It's like fucking. So, it's like every and, day for you, but for random people, they're like, holy shit! Did you like just he, meet this
2: person? No, no. Like, he is like carrying four cameras. He's like, oh, I'm only yeah, carrying four, four cameras. cameras like, I usually bro, that's carry like ten. normal. Like, yeah, <laughs>
1: that's literally what it is. So like to to present that in like you know a bigger way and and you know, to not undersell it for me, it's like, that's always been like a problem for me because like, I was obviously like, I'm Norwegian and we have like an unwritten law that you shouldn't like, you know, feel better than anyone else or like portray you portray you and in some type of way, like I never really been affected by that, but it is integrated in my like, you know, our culture. So it's just like all these things. And obviously like, I'm, you know, um, it's kind of a combination of that and just like, it's not even like clouding out, it's more just protecting people that I have around coming back to the human aspect, like me doing a YouTube with, you know, the people that I work with, for example, it's kind of just like, oh, like I'm kind of taking their likeness and kind of capitalizing on it type of thing, which I'm not like a huge fan of. So I'm trying to do these YouTubes that is kind of outside that, and then obviously, You know, talking from my perspective instead of like putting them on blast. And uh, again, Mm -hmm. I gotta do YouTubes with people in it, like hundred percent. But it's like it's gonna be a fine line there, which I'm still kind of navigating. It still has to feel right for me, and like that's why I'm scrapping, you know, certain things too because it's just it's just not worth it for me. It's just like, you know, me being with you know Ava one of the biggest YouTubers in the world, you know, just like (laughs) 11, 12 million followers in YouTube, you know, it's like one of the, like literally the greatest, literally one of the greatest to ever do it. Like, obviously that's like motivating me to do YouTube because I have a very firm example of how things can be done or like, um, that it could be done, you know, like at all for me, it's not, you know, me growing a YouTube, it's not really that important to like have, you know, that many followers. It is cliche to say, but, it's like, I use this as an camp- example. Like, Virgil Abel, he has a YouTube channel and it's not that many videos there, but the knowledge that he left behind is gold. It's yeah. literally gold. It's like, and that will live forever on YouTube. Like, I want to have a combination of these two of what I'm actually putting out that is just like, it's valuable information, valuable insight and entertainment. That I can live for a very long time, and I'm now like you know, if I'm gonna grow, really grow YouTube, it might be hard for me to keep up the pace of doing these like, you know, other YouTube. So again, I'm trying to find the the balance. I'm a little passive on it, but I'm gonna like get to it, um, to see like where I'm, you know. But I'm again. It's like it's a gifting, you know, a gift and a curse of me just like coming to the place where I'm now because I'm taking my time. And people was like, "Yeah, do this." Yeah. I, I was like, "Yeah, it's you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, you know. <laughs> I'll but try." I'm not gonna. I'm I'm not gonna lie. It's been eating me up a little bit. The basic product uh, um, project has been like dragging out a little too long. YouTube dragging a little too long. So it's like it's me justifying it that it's taken a long time, but. It is a is a fine line there, but I can't wait to show more. I literally like I can't wait and have that digital trace. I think it's amazing doing these podcasts. Amazing, I'll live for a long time. It will like be a stamp in where I am at the certain you know time, and hopefully my kids can even see this like you know in fifty years and just like oh like this is like because everything it, we changes, technology changes, are you know the world is changing, but the the actual us as humans we work in the same way and we have done ever since like we like the beginning of time it's just how it is so i feel like these things are so valuable
0: one hundred percent. The legacy that you mentioned, that's the most important thing that you're going to, you know, you're going to leave on on whatever platform. YouTube is just a, a platform, a means of communication. What we wanted to tell you is, I mean, YouTube, again, just an example, is just we want to see more of Olaf behind the scenes. And what you said is beautiful. It's not about you shooting the fact that oh you're with logan in case i know it's we were interested in that chain smoker video be- not because it was chain smokers but because we saw what you were going through during that shoot and that that lens was what was interesting to watch through with that video and we want to see more of that Thank that's you. what we were trying to say and i i honestly i'm i've asked all my
2: questions farad i don't know if no you- i think that was a fantastic episode we talked about everything and I, I think it was so inspiring for myself yeah knowing i mean we, we talked to olaf before but we never really dived this deep into his journey and mm-hmm. how you know how he became the man who he is today actually yeah and
0: one thing we love about you is how humble you are man it's it's again you mentioned this for you it's such a normal thing but for people when they stumble upon your you know your socials the first moment they are like oh shit this like this guy's huge and then when they when we met you were like dude you're like the most down-to-earth kind of guy and that's what <laughs> that you. that's what struck with us the most you were so cool
2: we had some questions we called you I, you immediately yeah.
0: picked up and you helped us for like oh yeah i remember it's yeah. like dude
2: we need your advice it was like call me call me now i was like fuck this guy's so humble <laughs> and i think this is exactly what you mentioned like the people's person like you you you're just such a
0: kind and humble person that like, everybody loves working with you uh we haven't had the chance to do so yet but maybe in the future no, i i just want to say soon. yeah 100 percent. i just want to say a, a giant fucking thank you olaf for taking the time this is by the way our our longest podcast to date because i think we were just like so fascinated <laughs> I mean, with whatever you have I to think say i have
1: to do like a separate one for just like digital stuff too because is, yeah like, i feel like i was like gonna come on this podcast too. I was like, oh, like I can't wait to like talk about AI and AR and 3D. <laughs> and, it's like, and then I was just like, oh, like it's all photography. But I mean, I totally get, you know, it's I, I love talking about my journey when, you know, when it comes to that to provide value, you know, uh, from that path. But like, obviously like, you know, the journey I've been on the digital side for like the past, like four or five years, it's been like such an amazing new chapter for me too. So we'll definitely touch base on that, like down the lane too, because like, it is a lot of the synergies that we are trying to combine, or I'm trying to combine with the digital mm-hmm. and analog world, uh, which is like super exciting. And there's so many ways of mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I, you tapped into like the AI for one questions, but I couldn't really like you know find the relevance of it for like my answer but you know again there's literally so much to be talked about and then like you know people are so um intrigued by the new flow of doing things that they forget the old way of doing things too so again this Mm -hmm. is like stuff that we can like talk about you know we can talk for hours but so here's
0: um. here's the thing here's the thing so for first of all disclaimer we have loads of ai related questions <laughs> and we just <laughs> like this skip. is it
2: it's because, all here <laughs> this
0: is the thing so when we're doing and i want all the people watching to know this when you're doing like a virtual podcast it's very different like you mentioned than a physical in a physical podcast we're looking at each other it's much less tiring than looking at a screen you know for for two hours and and so because we started the podcast as a one hour long format not for the guests to be comfortable with because people don't mind listening for two three hours if they're on the road it's more about for the guests we don't want the guests because we don't know how comfortable they are you know sitting down for two hours behind a screen yeah. so that's why we sort of try to cap it at around one hour one hour uh, 10 but sometimes it goes longer this is the longest it's about two hours now and to be honest with you the reason we just didn't go to the tech and meta humans and digital is mainly because we weren't sure how long you have we thought okay we have to cap us at one hour 20 <laughs> i genuinely no. I, to be honest with you we have more questions for you in the digital realm than we do even in the physical the only thing I mean, is we can, wanted can, people
1: yeah th- throw me throw me one or two though like you
2: can still do that. Okay. We have time for that. Okay. Okay. Let's do let's, let's Okay. Let's,
1: let's, let's continue. You want to yeah, yeah, go for
2: yeah. the yeah. first one? No, I think the, the AI thing, I think I really want to touch on AI. The, the biggest question that I have is that, do you really think AI can replicate the creativity that humans have? And we, we can see a lot of artists now are against AI. And, they, you know, the, the whole conversation of always taking over our jobs and usually... So as a photographer or a person who's really into the creative industry, how do you see the role of AI would be in the future? Even for yourself, do you see yourself like using it regularly or do you see it as a threat to a certain aspect of your work? How do you think that will play out?
0: One of the best people who would answer this question is you because you've been doing it for 20 years you've been in the most... Analog. Yeah, analog. Like, you started with, like, the least amount of equipment, then you went to the point that you had the most advanced equipments, and now you're going back to, like, the traditional way, you know, slower cameras, you know, more challenging scenarios, whereas AI is just moving at this, like, super fast, rapid rate. And what's crazy is AI is affecting artists first. We were talking about this with Farhad. If, like, one, one field that people don't even talk about is medical, like general doctors being, not replaced, but like AI coming in, the the role of, yeah, replaced. Okay, let's not be politically correct here. (laughs) Just general doctors, like AI will be able to help you with the latest information, right? Like browsing the entire web, all of the information and giving you advice on your health. So like it's gonna go and impact every single industry. It just happened so that artists are being the first one who are seeing the wave for AI. So- Back to Farah's question, how do you react to everything that is happening?
1: It's um I mean it's it's like like everyone says like it's super exciting and super scary times, you know? It's like we literally have no clue like where to this is the develops, but it's like the consumer AI has been like, you know, taking such a rapid pace in so many ways, obviously because like because of the API is that it's, you know, we can actually integrate into new consumer products um that has been mm. like you know it's it's uh, we never really had that um that essential and that essential uh, thing and like or api to just like it's just everything you know we never had mm. that one thing that like all the app developers or app, all the software developers can literally just like this and then put it into whatever they're building, we just never really had Mm. that. So that is like, obviously Mm. causing this, like mass adoption of, of, uh, uh, you know, AI, consumer AI. And then you obviously have, you know, which is, which is like the more, uh, let's say, like the business side, or like, you know, it's like, um, uh, people always kind of said that, you know, machine learning should always be, you know, accessible for everyone because like it's not only the 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 rich ones or like the powerful ones because they make it them more powerful and now it's like kind of in the hands of us which is amazing so like in that sense it's just gonna like kind of like narrow down the playing field in the sense of like you know having we have some kind of power where this is going which is super nice because like obviously up until now it's just been like you know, a very selective few that has a power of how AI gets developed in, in general. Um, and then like, you know, it spirals into all these other pl- problems, which is like the ethical side. And then like, you know, what is, let's say, like coming down to, uh you know, asking me journey, what is a perfect, uh, you know, perfect uh, person, and then it's like, 5%, it's like, a per- people of co- color, and then like, 1% mm-hmm. is like red hair, you know, it's like, all these, like, things that, you know, obviously, like, it, it's a whole nother discussion. But the, the progression into, you know, let's say, like, what we are doing, the creative sense is amazing. Because, like, we obviously have a new superpower, which we should, you know, utilize. And this is going to be, it's not going to, like, go away. Like, they're trying to restrict, you know, open AI or... Or, you know, chat DP or like, you know, schools can't use it and like blah, blah, blah. It's just like, all right, like it's just the same, you know, same stuff that happened to Internet when that came along. It's the same that happened with NFTs. It's, you know, you see it all the time. It's just like and for us that is in it's just like, you know, like, oh, whatever. Like, we know how this is going to go. Yeah. You know, it's just like people in denial, you know, older generation, like people all talk, you know, you know, are too caught up in like old ways and stuff like now it's just like a hybrid you know we that's why i'm kind of saying like there's all these new tools and new ways and that we're forgetting the old ways it's just like when those two come together that's a very beautiful thing because we learn from the past and we apply the you know present or the future for that sake so it's like um you know let's i talk about it a lot in the you know let's say ai uh creative processes because like you don't use ai in the beginning of a creative process and you don't uh, apply ai as a final product as a creative process you use it in the middle mm-hmm. you use it as a, a teammate you know you use it as a creative spar like you know you are having basically a one man team almost mm-hmm. you know it's like obviously working with people is never going to go away but it's like to apply these you know, things that just, you know, help your vision come alive. It's like, it's amazing. It's literally fucking amazing. It's like, it's like, um, and that we are living on like the cusp of like what is going on right now. And us coming from like the old school and seeing that. And then we can like, we have that integrated in us. So we won't really forget it. It's going to be really interesting with the new generation that only grow up with AI, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, it's going to be a whole nother, discussion but we said that about games too yeah. and they're totally fine you know yeah. so, <laughs> it's like um <laughs> it's like um or phones for that like like iPhones or whatever you know um so I'm again I'm super excited for it like you know there it's 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 a little like out of breath obviously like you know looking at everything that's going on you kind of just have to pick your battles in it uh but it, you know I feel like a lot of people have been talking about it but if you're not if you're not in you know are playing around with AI or seeing what it actually is or how you can integrate it in your workflow or your life, like it's like uh, it's that one um, um, love love sex robots uh, oh. episode where the there's one there's one guy that can't run fast enough from the whales that comes up mm-hmm. from the whatever because he's not a hybrid he's not a robot or like. That's basically what it's gonna be like. You gonna you gonna fall behind in you know some sense because like once this really get into you know into our like daily lives, like Apple for example, perfect example. Put that you know they're gonna interpret in AI into all these things and we not get even gonna notice. You know that's the same as like you know having digital collectibles and not NFTs is all these like things and they they. They didn't even mention metaverse in their whole keynote for, you know, like it's not about metaverse. It's not metaverse. It's just literally mixed reality. Actually, I like, never paid okay, attention to that. He's can absolutely, absolutely right. They didn't be watching it. computing yes.
2: wow. I didn't even think. He, they didn't even mention the word one time. They yeah. didn't. Because they, they
0: knew wow. Mark said it hard. a million times. Mark Zuckerberg said it a million times. People didn't give a fuck because people need proof of the yeah, metaverse. Yeah, and it's
1: not. Yeah, and it's not a metaverse. It's literally not a metaverse. It's like when I talked about it on LinkedIn yesterday too, and it was like um, it's basically like when you are making, you know, people's life um, easier for themselves and not taking them away from their normal flow, you making it easier, then it's when we like get products like iPhone or like, you know, I'm not saying that Vision Pro is going to be that at all. That It's actually like a, just a very – it could be like, you know, for sure down the lane, I, I truly believe so. But they're, you know, they're kind of um, they're kind of willing to go out there and fail early to improve, you know, to listen to because it's going to take time to people to adjust this other than just going from, you know, a phone to a phone. You go into a phone to goggles mm-hmm. or glasses, you know, that's a whole nother discussion. Um, so I'm just saying like these you know integrations with ai is going to go so more like so much more seamlessly than we we have now it's the same with nfts too it's like nfts is not going to like you know it's not going to have mass adoption until we make nfts a part of our lives that makes it like easier for us to let's say access whatever we want to access or like you know we we actually have those digital collectibles integrate or like um, <laughs> interfere with our life in a in a more seamless way it's not going to be it's not going to be jpegs it's not going to be like collectibles in that sense it's just actually going to be like you know when people actually starting to call these smart contracts which is like People are still not utilizing what the Ethereum chain can actually do, mm. which is like, okay, then it maybe doesn't make sense to have a JPEG on the Ethereum, you know, chain, because you're not, you know, actually not doing anything what Ethereum can do. Okay, go to Bitcoin or go to Solana where So it's just like, it's just like whole, um, uh, let's say, um. Uh, like it's mellowing down it's kind of stabilizing it's finding its place and ai is going to do that you know too and i like the you know i'm not saying that ai is never going to take over because god knows who what <laughs> but in like the near future i would say like let's say 10 20 years maybe like our lifetime even it's not going to take over mm-hmm. but it's going to play a huge part mm-hmm. it's going to automate and people can, you know, take away, or like, you know, yeah, people are gonna lose their job. Like that's, you know, that's already happening. Uh But new jobs is gonna, you know, come, and then we can spend maybe more time on the stuff that matters. So, at the end of the day, like, AI, yeah, let's go.
2: So, I one point you mentioned, which I hundred percent agree with, and I was telling Faraz, it's, it's it's about NFTs, and of course we've been through the whole cycle. People will benefit from nfts when they are buying tickets that are nfts and they don't know they don't that even is an know NFT. yeah so i was i was telling for the first thing that should turn into nft is concert tickets festival tickets and and you know merch merch that you buy like all those things can become on chain and people can track it without even knowing that you are buying nfts mm-hmm. uh, flight air miles those can be nfts easily mm-hmm. so so the thing is but people shouldn't know when they are purchasing a ticket or purchasing an item oh i'm buying an nft let me let me open my metamask and get the ethereum i mean it should be as seamless as buying with a amex credit card or your visa credit card mm-hmm. then that moment would be like everybody would love nfts mm-hmm. because who doesn't like i mean as a fan of tomorrowland who's been there three, four times. I have no track record of being at Tomorrowland for three times. And every single time I want to go, I need to still queue up for the ticket. Imagine every single time that I bought a ticket it was an NFT and Tomorrowland would say now, this year, early bird sales will go to people who already bought tickets in the previous years. We, we allocate 10%. How do we track that? Why NFTs? Mm-hmm. Easy. So I think these real-life applications really would help the mass adoption of any technology, NFT, AI, or any sort of that.
0: Yeah, and and what you mentioned about the presentation for Division Pro was exactly that They're, they in, they didn't show like all these futuristic, you know, aspirations for what Division Pro will be. They showed you exactly all the apps you're using today. How does that translate into a virtual reality experience? One thing we did mention was we wanted to see a bit more of the actual demo because everything we saw was pretty much CGI. Like, they were just edited out uh, or created in a in a software, and they showcased it. But I did watch the MKBH3 review, just a quick snippet of it, and they were talking about the eye tracking because that was, like, the craziest part. Because, like, to this day, when you're using the, the MetaQuest... The controller or the finger tracking, you have to hold your hands up and it's just tiring as fuck. But the fact that you can just chill and relax and still be able to like control things, that I think is going to be the biggest game changer. Um, But just going back really quickly to, to, to mass adoption with AI, one thing that I guess scares me is I saw another statistic that only what, 13 or 15% of America actually uses ChatGPT, which is crazy to me because, like, GPT... Dude, that's good.
2: Vancouver is 1%, bro. It's like, we talk to people here, they don't know. (laughs) Yes, so many people still don't. Like, in my world, when I
0: wake up, in my internet, in my social feed, GPT is everywhere. Everyone's using it. But then when I saw the statistic, I'm like... How the fuck is that? Like, are you kidding me? Like people don't know about chat GPT. There's so many people who still don't use a single AI tool. Do you, okay. Wh- what's your favorite AI tool? Like what, what is the one that is on your roster every day?
1: I mean, chat it's like, I, I feel like I, I don't, I don't even use it, you know, enough. And I use it like maybe, you know, a couple of days, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of times a day, um, you know, in, in certain processes, I can use it more, but I mean, it's, like, that tool is just, like, it, it's a big, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't even know how to describe it because it's literally one of the biggest tool of, you know, our time. Like, since the internet came type of thing. It's bigger like, than that, Now dude. you can browse internet. I mean, now you can browse internet, too, like, through, obviously, the Bing, you know. So, it's just, it, it's, uh yeah, like, to be honest, every time I talk about it, I was, like, I literally called, like, a lot of my friends that I have close to. I literally called them. It was, like like do you, do you know like what is happening right now like do you, have you like have you seen this have you played around with chat like like do you know and they're like so, you know some was like yeah no like i've used it you know a couple of times and then like some like you know let's say my little brother and stuff he's like no oh, like wow. i don't like what is it i was like i was like okay like <laughs> i was like listen like listen like i like I don't know how to describe this. It was like, you might need to like, I'd I, like, I'll do a full course for you. Like, you just have to know. I'm not saying that you have to use this all the time. you just like, you have to know that it's there and you know, like, you have to know like when to apply it or when you can get assistance. Because like, it's just like, it's still for me, like, you know, I'm in this like, I, the whole progression, I'm reading about everything that's mm. going on. I'm in the creative processes. You know, I can write emails with it, like all these things. But I'm still like, I'm not using even like 5% of what this thing can do, you know? So like when people are like, and that's the same as like real prompters. It's like people are getting full jobs, full-time jobs of being a prompter. <laughs> a prompter, literally just describing exactly what you want to the ai for it to do it like mid-journey AI, like whatever it is or even like you know build software because like we're so on the overwhelmed by like oh like i can describe exactly what i want and they can do it for me it's like yeah it's like but what do i want (laughs) and it's like it's just like how do I say what I... Because we have it in our head, too. We still have to, like, actually describe it, which is obviously super hard, too. But it's, like, how to basically um, trick the AI to tell us how we, you know, try... Like, how we can talk to it, almost. It's just, like, we know what we're trying to do, but we just don't know how, where to start. And then we start somewhere, and then it's, like, oh, okay, but can you describe it more like this? Okay, cool, you describe it like this but what if this is like this and then you kind of go from there and then suddenly you get to a point where they're like oh the ai is literally describing exactly what i you know do but it takes time too so it's not like you know it's literally it's not the it's not the neural links yet to where we can just like oh like we think about something and then it literally prompts us for us into ai like but i can't wait for that yeah i can't fucking
0: wait i I say that to farad all the time that is literally what is going to happen even if not Neuralink, it's going to be something else it's just the prompting thing is going to eventually go away because why would you need to describe to the ai if the ai can tell what you're thinking right so all you have to do is i mean really just comes down to can you think of ideas like do you have good ideas? Yeah. Do you have good no, stories sure. to tell?
1: Yeah. No, it's it's really good and it's like I mean anything from like Nerva link to like, you know, Mojo, Mojo AR lens if you guys have seen that. I haven't seen that. It's like they literally we have we have a contact lens that is fully like mixed reality. What? In a fucking contact Holy lens. shit. It's, it's wait, like it's, a it's, movie yeah, scale. And they've been doing this. They've been yeah, they've been doing this for, like, they had the f- the first, like, functional sample, like, I maybe, like, two years ago, I believe, like, ish. So it's, like, and I, I started reading about this, like, maybe four years ago, and they were, like, fully developing this. But they have one function. It's just, like, it's, you know, obviously to take a technology, you know, piece of technology on your eye, it's a little, you know, risky, but it's fully functional. It's not, like, as complex as, you know, the Vision Pro, mm-hmm. but it's there. So it's, like... It's just you know, as long as somebody is proving that is you know it's it's possible, that's the same as like you go on Instagram and you see somebody actually doing a triple backflip on an FMX. It's like oh, it's possible. Okay, cool. Like let's get to work. So if it's not possible at all, if you don't have an example that it's like even there, like that's a whole nother thing. But it's, like thing is like, OpenAI is there. Like Mojo, like AR lens it's mm-hmm. there it's just a you know it's the same as like the the fucking phone was a backpack mm-hmm. that the cell phone was a backpack <laughs> it was even like a stationary <laughs> thing you know and we like and now we have this like what do you like, come dude. on and you think this is not going to happen come on like come I, on man like, i i dude
0: that's can... that's the thing the denial part is crazy cuz so many people are denying it uh one thing i always think about is I feel like, I know we don't like the word manifesting here, but I think it just works out really well. I think movie directors set the fucking, or movie writers, uh, that would be the best way to put it, set the tone for what the future will become. Everything you're seeing today is something a director and a writer made and shot like 20 years ago about how they thought the world would look like. You know, all these lenses. We saw it in Mission Impossible as well, right? Like you saw it in like James Bond and all these movies. Like all of these artificial intelligences and what they do. We had movies that sort of predicted what this is going to look like. So I just hope it doesn't go to Terminator <laughs> route. Um, just one thing I want to bring you back to, which is basic related. Your brand. We saw ourselves a demo of your of, of the game. You you quickly touched on it, but I think people who are watching, they might not know what that is all about. Can you tell us where that's going? Because we talked all about your sort of traditional art, which is going out and working with people and shooting them. What about this thing that you're working on here? Of course, the NFT market had its hype, but we all know the actual use cases of NFTs and blockchain. You're a hard believer in, in that and also digital art, metahumans thats something you played around with you have your own avatar tell us what what your plan is for that and you said even though it's been taking a while you're still a believer in, in what you're creating so we want to hear more about what that project is all about
1: yeah it's it's for me it's like kind of just creating my dream world it's like baking basic is is a very specific and particular world but it's more like you know where i can you know, be as uncompromised as, you know, possible and kind of bend boundaries and, you know, bend mediums. And, you know, it's it's uh, it started with, you know, like photography, like fine art photography. And then like I went over to like create like, you know, actual like clothing brand on top of that. And then I took like the clothing brand into like more merch. So it's like doing physical exhibition, then doing digital exhibitions. And then like now gameplay and then the avatar kind of plays into obviously the digital space of it because as like, you know, kind of like the digital extension of me. And it's like it is like a soup of things, but it's like where I was talking about, like with the digital and and the analog space, um, it's like the it's it's where like kind of the hype culture of me, like the hype side of me, like where that kind of connects. It's like. It's the old way of doing things, the new way of doing things. And then it's the present time where it's like kind of now it's like, it's not really driven by trends and like hype in that sense, but it's like, it's kind of like, a, it's going to be, um, you know, let's say whatever's going on in the world now, and then you have a parallel world, which is basic, which is like the free world of that, like my free world of that. So for me, it's to find new mediums to touch into a new presentation um yes like i have like let's say the gameplay it's like we're walking into like a new like kind of a final month actually we kind of almost just pulled the trigger on like we gonna finish this and we actually gonna like have a functioning product where you know people can interact with because like for me it's like You know, I do some other other jobs. I build so many other brands for different people. So for me to build this brand for myself is still attached to me, but it's still like me building a separate brand almost. It's just an extension of me, but it's a separate world, separate brand that I have built where I can apply, you know, everything that I have learned, everything that I have experienced, like into a little box, Mm -hmm. you know. So for me, it's, it's, um, it's a super, like, valuable output for so many sides of me. It's basically, like, obviously, I come from action sports, and, you know, and that whole, like, you know, let's say, follow your instinct, live free, you know, having a free world with nothing matters, like, it doesn't matter who you are, where you're coming from, how you look, um, is all these variables that were, like, I'm creating this, like, free world that's why i have all these like masks because you know it doesn't matter and it's a counter reaction because i shoot all these famous people that people care about and when they see my photos it's like yes it's it's great photos but people like oh that's a sick photo but that's also because it's vin diesel Mm -hmm. you know so it's just like for me basic it's like kind of a counter reaction of that because like you see these people and you see these situations see this you know, frames, and you're like, kind of only focusing on that almost, you're not focusing on the, like the, the are behind it, or like who they are, or like what they stand for, you know, it's like, it's not all this, it's just like, oh, that's a sick, like, photo, that's, a, that's a cool piece, mm-hmm. you know, so it's just like a general, um, it's more like a general presentation of something than like a specific you know, thing of something. It's just, like, you should look at it and you should get some kind of feeling, get inspired, or, like, feel some type of way when you see it. Um, So this is, like, obviously, like, evolving into, like, new uh, fields and and, um, it's kind of, like, it's fine art. It's, like, but it's more, like, it's more the pop culture way of presentation, you know, it's, like, and then I have something else again, which is, like, A combination of like basic and then like famous people or like you know people i shoot or like you know models whatever and that walks into like combining like ai and photography and video and painting and like all these like things which is like more like abstract crazy shit again that's like another element of things again so it's like i have me that is like The photography is the photography in me. When I say I'm a photographer, that's kind of what I'm, you know, pointing at, which I do identify myself with still. And then I have, like, the artist, the designer way of things. Like, I'm a designer. I'm, like, a multi-artist. Like, you know, that's basic. And then I have the other shit, which is, like, I haven't even tapped into where I'm trying to play around with everything that, like, I know and how I feel and things which is not basic and not like the other thing where it's just like me literally being in a white box and what do I make then? Mm -hmm. Like what, and with all the, all the tools, all the knowledge that I have, but I, if I got to put in a white box, like what, what the fuck do I make Mm -hmm. then? So it's like for me to just like, you know, yes, I can mush these even more together and Mm -hmm. I probably will, take things that I learned from this into that and whatever. But for me is to have specific outputs for specific things. It's very important for me to like, what is this? What is all of what is basic and what is the crazy guy with all the tools that is just in a box and lives a remote life type of thing? And like, it's a little like, I'm not bipolar, I, I promise, I think, but it's just like, <laughs> I just like having different outputs for different
2: things that's i think very interesting to put things how do you how do you categorize it because then every single i would call it brand or every single aspect can resonate Mm -hmm. to different set of people and honestly we are super excited to see it i think i mean we've saw some but definitely we want to see more in the upcoming months yeah and
0: and and also just what you mentioned i love this trifecta of Of works that you're putting, like like you mentioned, your photography, you got basic, and now this just completely experimental. And I generally think AI is going to play a huge role in that because there's so many new forms and mediums of art that AI actually allows us to do. I don't know if you saw that. I think it's James, by James, the the Roman uh, sculptors who are dancing, dancing, the Greek gods dancing like this. There's like really sick forms of art being created that was just like not being done before. And I think with your expertise in that field, you're going to see some really cool shit. And I, 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 I can't wait to see all of that come into life. But at the same time, just one thing I want to mention is if anybody's going to make NFTs cool again, because they were like super cool for a while because people were like hyped over it. Now the hype's died down. <laughs> But again, the tech is great. The tech is definitely going to come and and be more, you know, um, widely used because of its actual utility. I think anybody who's going to do that is you because you actually have the art, you have the utilities to offer, and we we we'd love to see more of. of- your work being utilized in 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 the world of AI in the world of NFTs and like how you use it i think is going to inspire other creators to also start using it so that more people are familiar with how these things work
1: i mean it's like the the biggest problem in the world that we live in right now it's like what do you do when anything is possible mm-hmm. like what do you like what do you do like you can you know do it in 3D you can do it in real life you can do it with AI you can do it as an NFTs like it's like like whatever you want to do like or however you want to present it it's possible now Mm -hmm. which is like fucking people (laughs) up, you know including me too because like you gotta you gotta pick your battles so like with nfts it's obviously like me trying to you know navigate through that because i've been doing you know photography and video nfts again to be honest i think it's a little slept on video nfts is like such a obvious thing it's just like the first thing i thought about like nft came around i was like oh i can like sell video now people can own video like so i was just like people have been doing it but it's like what like i just i sorry i just don't get it like music nfts amazing gaming nfts that all make sense but video it's just like from artist artistry way it's like all these amazing directors or you know cinematographers or you know just storytellers that just like you know can do that now Anyways, it's like it's it's um I for me, I did my NFTs, photo NFTs, and I have a transparent um, connection between my physical and digital. So for me, an NFT edition is not even really that difference between, you know, a digital edition and a physical edition. And I think that's where like people kind of I don't know, like. Not been fucking up, but they've been like, you know, a little confused. Like, uh, say. they have to have, yeah, they've been, you know, they've been different and, you know, too much because it's just two different ways of owning artwork or presenting it in, in that way. So, like, I have in my photo NFTs, like, I say how many physical editions that I have of that NFT. So basically, this is 101 NFT, and then I have you know, 10 physical edition. So basically it's 11 in addition. So I have transparency and I think like that's basically people maybe been kind of lacking because they've been differencing these two things. And it's like, oh, I've been doing, you know, these artworks as like 100 edition. I'll just release 100 NFTs in it. It's like, no, no, no. Then you have 200 200 editions of that artwork. Then it's like, okay, so you just devalue what you have, which is like kind of a problem for me. But. Um, I think like people are kind of like, you know, for me is uh, not really about doing like everything is not an NFT and everything is not a physical work and everything is what's not whatever else. So basically what I'm saying is just like, it's like to find the best best medium and the best artwork or the best idea that feels right for you to present in, let's say a digital way or a physical way. So I feel like it's been like a wild west, you know, and people obviously the like you have pure NFT artists, which is like really cool. And then like they've been transitioning in, into like physical or whatever. And then you have the physical world moving into the digital phase. But they haven't really like, okay, why are you doing this as an NFT? Mm-hmm. Like why like why like why should people like is that the true presentation of how you want to present it? Like is is that, you know, or is it just like a money grab or like is it just like another like you know, just like extension just to do it type of thing? So I feel like once that utility part and like the chain is merging more so what you know actually like if we're not utilizing smart contracts I'm not like I'm kind of a hypocrite with that because I've actually been using the ethereum blockchain without you know utilizing what the ethereum blockchain could do um so I'm just super interesting to see how that goes because I've been having like celebrities walk you know coming to me and just like oh I want to do nfts so it's like Okay, why? <laughs> like, why do you want to do NFTs? Like, oh no, I do like I do like physical paintings and like you know I do this. And I was like, so you do should you should do physical exhibitions, and it's like, oh like, but we can like make a digital version of. I was like, no, no, okay. So first, I tell you what an NFT could be or what it is, and then we can start our brainstorm into what we can make that makes sense for you to present in that way. That is maybe a different extension of what you're doing, but not a rep- not a digital replica of what you already done. Like that's just devaluing what you already did yeah. in physical because you created this for the physical world. Mm-hmm. It's like something else is like obviously 3D artist because that totally made sense because like, it's already digital. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, NFTs came along. You can sell your three D artworks. Mm-hmm. Amazing, that to- that totally makes sense. It's not that you like been making physical three D type of <laughs> things, and then like now you just like want to move into the digital. Like it's all o- it was already there. That's the same as like let's say you know game NFTs or music NFTs is already there. It's already digital. Mm-hmm. So it's just like again, it try to you know. Have those questions um, being asked along the way of like why you're doing it or like you know are you doing it in the right ground? So yeah, yeah. I'm I'm like I feel like I've been saying like I haven't been in like a NFT or like a Web three panel and you know. And it's such a long time so i feel like i have to like say everything that i like want to say at like once now and just like no <laughs> what it actually ramble about, like, what our people are doing in, no, no, in no, no. and it
2: perfectly makes sense the thing you're saying and i think it's necessary from someone who's been into you know the tradition of traditional way of doing things and see the actual benefit of using this technology because people like you who can actually make that bridge between these two words the digital and physical, rather than oh, it's a hype. Plus, all jump on it, and then everybody lose money. Yeah. But like having practical use cases and having practical scenarios where these technologies can be used, I think those can be really, really beneficial. I think we can do a full episode on NFTs. To be we honest, we
0: should actually. I think I honestly yeah, no, think we sure. should do a. Uh, I, again this is just like an introduction to, to olaf for, to for 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 digital for, olaf the, the introduction to a digital the physical olaf the next episode is going to be introduction uh, to uh, digital, digital olaf. olaf because that's the thing you have so much um you know you, you do so much in the different spaces you're in and we know how much you're you know putting time and effort into the digital space too you are you know, always on sending us links about like the latest things that are coming out. Sometimes we don't even know what the fuck it is, and we're like, "Holy shit, how did you find it?" So <laughs> that's why I think we should have, generally speaking, definitely another episode because we love talking to you. But the main reason today's episode was mostly about what your uh, past has been about for the majority of you know the yeah, years you've you've spent your career is because I think that's still extremely interesting for a lot of people who are trying to you know follow your craft now the nft thing i just also want to say like what you mentioned was perfect the why is so fucking important even when you go to all the nft communities that were created the ones that succeeded was the ones where the founders had a a why like why did they do this right like and and they are still even though the nft market is down they're still pushing through they're still creating right the the that's that's the the biggest difference and i think that's something that we'll see is just the why has to really matter it has to resonate with anybody who's creating uh those nfts and again nfts just it it just happened to start with art just like how ai is starting with all these generative art pieces but it's so much bigger than Mm -hmm. art you know with ai it's going to go to so many different industries with nfts it's going to go to so many different industries a art is just apparently the first one to be touched by all these technologies right
1: um but man w- yeah which which is like kind of like yeah like far, like that's kind of unfortunate <laughs> <laughs> kind of i mean you can say it's unfortunate but it's like i guess it's, it's 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 that
0: sorry please go ahead
1: yeah no it, it's probably that because it's probably that because it's like so open for it's like such an open world so like it's kind of like a almost like a almost like a trash can for like everything that's going on because like oh, like we can just use it for like you know art because like art is anything, you know, so, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe. But yeah, it but interesting it's it's, sure. it's
0: both a blessing and 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 uh, you could say it's dangerous at the same time. It's it's blessing because at least now artists are the first ones to fucking use AI technology, right? We're like the first ones yeah. to be like, oh shit, we need to catch up with like ChatGPT and MidJourney and Stable Diffusion and all this. Whereas like yeah. the other 70, 80% of the world that's not using AI is probably not artists they're probably just not artists because like all artists i'm sure are already aware of everything that is going on um but yeah man it's it's been fucking it's been a crazy year definitely looking at everything that's going on we are trying our best to keep up with everything that's going on and we appreciate your messages here and there, sending us some of the links to like different updates and cool pieces of tech that are coming out um
1: we're looking forward to it's so fun man it's so fun it, it
0: sure is and we're looking forward really to to do it's something just, together yeah. we always love to see how we can work together because you do such cool work and hopefully one day bad decisions and olaf maybe olaf or olaf's basic or olaf's experimental ground is something we can work with together it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing
1: oh man that's like any anything that you guys want to do man like i i got a yeah, we got to jump on after this. Once I, once I got a new computer screen, hopefully this week. Yeah, so like you I'm broke that being. shit while moving to New <laughs> York, right? <laughs> yeah, fuck. So it's like, it, it's just to get my flow again. I feel like I've been chasing the flow. But I have like, I mean, shout out to shout out to Rococo that has been sticking by my side. Like, even though I've been so late of like doing things, but they always been supporting me. Either was like software I still, you know, have the suit that works, like, incredible. Mm-hmm. So it's just, like, all these, like, things that I've been, you know, or people or, or uh, you know, obviously now kind of including you guys too. But um, that's just been, like, supporting me and, like, you know, being, being such a, a strong little, like, you know, family of like you know people that is pushing the space nfts community it obviously been like amazing too because people actually been coming along to like you know push forward and obviously what's happening in ai or like you know the digital spare of everything that is going on now it's like that's why we're sending links across the board and you know, trying to like oh have you seen this and this because sometimes it's just like you know if if it hits in the right time like mm-hmm. it can spark something else and we are obviously like trying to help each other. So I feel like, like, please do bring the whole NFT kind of thing or like community or like, you know, helping each other into what is going on now with like AI. I think that's even more important because like we want, like that's the same as like me calling my close ones. So just like, you know, you need to get on this because like, I feel like uh we can, you know, help each other um, like, utilize all these tools to mm-hmm. to just, I mean, hopefully down the lane, like, even get a better life. But for now, just, you know, get a better creative process.
0: 100%. And, man, again, I just want to say a giant thank you for taking the time and speaking with us. We love what you do. We're looking forward to see more from you. We're going to put all of Olaf's social links and website in the comments below. Make sure you guys check him out and we are looking forward to an episode two with Digital (laughs) Olaf. Fingers crossed we're going to make that happen. Thank you to every single one of you guys watching this episode. We'll see you guys next week on another episode.
2: Thank you, Olaf. Thank you, everybody.
0: Ciao.